Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It is going to be an amazing night. I've been having fun. I'm trying to get the promotion and stuff out for the show to let you guys know we're on the air. And it won't let me post on my own page, but I can post on my own page from my other own page. So it's been fun. But I'm here, and we're going to have fun tonight. We do have some things to go over. So I want to make sure we can get to that and then get to our callers. So the first thing I want to do is I heard something, I, I want to share this with you. I heard something this week that really made me think, okay? And it was a quote, and it didn't say who the quote was, but the quote was, what would happen if first we dare to be brave? What would happen if first we dared to be brave? And I want you to think about that this week. I want you to like roll it around inside your head. What could happen if first we dare to be brave? And think of the things that we do as artists that keep us in a place where we feel safe. You know, creating the things that we know or surrounding ourselves with the things that we do well. You know, so that we are we're just like cradled in that positive affirmation of what we do. Okay. And let me ask you this. Let's see, how can I do this? Okay, so let me ask you this. Have you ever heard that strange voice inside of you that whispers, uh, is that all you got? I mean, it's kind of a scary thought. It can be paralyzing. It can cause our hearts to race, make us stop breathing. It's scary hearing that. Is this all you got? What else can you do? But luckily, there's another voice. And it's a soothing one, and it's telling you to stay here. It's nice. We have soft cushions and cookies. It's dark out there. There's funny noises. Here, sit. Let me rub your feet. What could happen if first we dare to be brave? You have to decide whether you're going to listen to your comfort zone voice or dare the dark with strange noises and follow your curiosity to uncomfortable places. What would happen if, as an artist, we first dared to be brave? That's all. I just wanted to plant that seed in your head, start that internal conversation with yourself. You're welcome. Okay, now, we have this to do really quick. We are going to do our drawings, as I mentioned last week, for our... I don't know if this is going to echo if I do this. I'm going to try this, but if it echoes, I'm going to have to change it. So we can, we're going to do our drawings from the people who participated in National Poetry Month, and we're also going to do the drawing for our sponsors. All right, special thank you to our sponsors who helped us stay on the air this year. So I've got this website that I'm going to use. I'm going to pull up my kit over there, and I've got this. And now I need that. That's not going to work. Christ, you think I would be a little more prepared, for the love of goodness. Okay, here we go. All right, that should work. So I'm going to try to turn on the volume on this and see if it echoes. It's going to echo because you can hear me talking. Okay, that's not going to work. 
All right, so I've got this page in front of me because I figured out how can I do this. I can't just put names in a hat. So there's this, this website called wheelofnames.com, and it's got this little wheel that spins around like on The Price is Right. You remember that little show? God, I'm dating myself here, but um, it spins around, and it has all your names on it, and it has – not only does it have all your names on it for those of you that participated, but it has your name on there for every time you participated. And I wanted the volume on so you could hear it go tick, 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 and then ping, ping when it stops in the name because it sounds really cool. And then they have this applause that goes on afterwards. Yeah, it would have been awesome, but it's not going to work. So I am going to just do our first, second, and third prize winners for participating in all of the events you could have done to get your name in the hat for National Poetry Month. And our first winner is dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Our first winner is Todd Carter. Congratulations, Todd. All right. And our next winner is dun, 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 dun. So you should be hearing clicking noises. It sounds so cool. It's like a roulette wheel. Miss Karen DeWitt is our next winner. And our third winner. <laughs> spinning, spinning, spinning is <sighs> Michael Todd. So those are our three winners for participating in all of our fun stuff we did for National Poetry Month. Now I'm going to be sending out sending out a couple special thank yous to those of you who uh, help sponsor, so I put every all the sponsors. Let me pull up that other page. All right, there it goes. So I got all of them plugged into a wheel, and the three people off of our sponsor list are Melvin Douglas Johnson. And next, I'm going to do three out of each. Next we have... George Wiley. Congratulations, George. And our third winner. Dun, 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 dun. I wish you could see this. It's such a cool thing. I've been playing with it all week. <laughs> Doug Curry. All right. So those are our winners on the drawings. Congratulations, everybody. I will be contacting you to figure out how to get your goodie to you. And uh, I'm going to try and make each thing I send you guys something very special for you. Okay. That's done. That was tough. <laughs> All right. Let me get back over here where I need to be. And there where I need to be. Okay. All right. We're back on track. Good job, Nyla. <laughs> Next thing I want to do is tell of our all of our birthday people this week, happy birthday. We have Lori Ann, Poetic Mama Bear. It's her birthday today. Timothy Gates was yesterday, and Soldier Blues is on the 20, I'm going to say the 24th, 24th or 25th, I forget. Okay, anyway, so happy birthday, you guys. We love you. We have some stuff to go over, so let's jump right into it so we can get to all of you uh, amazing poets who are waiting to get on the air. First of all, speaking of poets, if you'd like to call in and share tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 
Let's move to our announcements. If you're interested in putting on a workshop with us, please shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together, and we will get that done. The next thing I want to do is thank our sponsors who contributed towards keeping us on the air for our 2022 broadcasting season. Thank you, all of you who uh, chipped in to help make this happen. This is our 15th year on the air. The sponsors are Karen DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Miss, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, and Glenn Combs. Also, I want to thank you, those of you who made contributions in the memory of John Music Mancase, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. So thank you, sponsors. We appreciate you. We literally, literally, in the literal sense of the word, does definition would not be here without your help. So thank you. Thank you guys for uh, showing everybody what this community means to you. All right, you ready? Drum roll, please. It's so cool, huh? I actually got a drum roll now. I don't have to hear you beat on my desk. <laughs> it is time for your inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop. So get your pens, pencils, quills, ink pots, papers, journals, notebooks out because we are going to get started. If you miss something, don't panic. You can come back after the show has broadcast and listen to the podcast in the archives and pick up anything that you happen to miss now. We are going to be starting with your poetry form writing challenge. All right. And why should we explore explore different poetry forms and, and do these things? Because they're tools for us. It gives us a working knowledge of our craft, of the different facets of our craft. They're inspirational. They make us do fun things that we normally wouldn't do, stepping out of our comfort zone. Our comfort zone, dare we pray? Not there, if it's in. You know, it challenges challenges us. It, It educates us. You know, it allows us to explore different facets of our talent that we may not have even discovered yet. So it's important to do these, and they're fun. This week... We are looking at the Tanka. And Tanka poems, which originated in Japan, by the way, are short poems intended to evoke vivid imagery and reflection for the reader. A brief overview of the Tanka form is, when written in English, the Tanka poem structure must meet certain criteria as well as the content. All right? Regarding structure, this is the structure of a a tanka poem. The first line of the poem has five, five syllables. The second line has seven. The third line, again, has five syllables, a pattern also found in haiku poetry, by the way. The tanka derives or deviates um, 
from the haiku form that we know and are familiar with, with the addition of two more lines, fourth and fifth lines. And those lines are seven syllables each. So the structure is three lines, five, seven, five, just like a haiku, with the addition of two extra lines, which are each seven syllables. So the number of syllables, by the way, are the only stylistic constraints of the tanka. It doesn't need to rhyme or, you know, follow any specific meter. All right. Now regarding content, at the third line of your poem, you transition from the descriptive image-focused beginning lines, which, by the way, are uh, called kaminokus, into a reflective metaphor or simile or a personification for the closing lines, the last two lines. And these are called shimonokus, in case you were curious. All right. Subject matter can vary, but a lot of poets choose, you know, subjects that are emotionally stirring or quietly profound, okay? I'm going to read you a couple examples so you can see what I'm talking about here. And these, you know, I'll just run through. So your first example, all right. New York is brimming with people who are thinking about the city that gives them a lease on life but takes as much as it gives. Now, this Tanka begins with a picture of this huge city and transitions into a reflection on how it can uplift or drain the people who live there. All right, here's another. Notice the first three lines painting the image. You will please notice the books on my dreary shelves, read by nobody. And the last two lines, which bring reflective thought, they cry a thousand times louder than the average man. Here's a third example. Rushing down the hall, she can't spare a moment to notice her heart. It is like a panky drum, timpanky drum, in search of an orchestra. Right? And this tank makes you wonder why she's running down the hall. Why is her quickly beating heart so lonely? You know, and keep in mind, this is an, you know, in this example, like in a lot of tanka poems, there's an air of mystery, which is very common in Japanese style of poetry. You know, there, there's always that, that thing that makes you go, hmm, to it. So if you have any more questions on how to write one or need more examples, you can hit up Google and explore this amazing form. So there you have it, your poetry form challenge for the week, the tanka, you know, Challenge yourself writing one, toss it around with your muse, play with it, but mostly have fun. You know, these poetry word puzzles, which I call them, are a lot of fun. They're, they're clever fun. You know, you have to fit things together. It's, they're very cool. Have fun with it. And uh, there's a special surprise for anyone who brings their tanket back and reads it next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we are going to give you this week's list of poetry prompts. Now, remember, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, what you do with them is up to you. So, let's get your papers numbered 1 through 12. All right. Your first prompt is 1. Cup of Shadows. 
cup of shadows. Two, in the company of sisters. Number three, death is a song I know. Death is a song I know. Four, the creatures that swim within. The creatures that swim within. Five, storm dance. Storm dance. Six, crone magic. Crone magic. Seven, monologue by a river. Monologue by a river. Seven, wolves in the canyon. Wolves in the canyon. Nine, long after all sound is gone. Long after all sound is gone. Ten, while the boys drink and swear. While the boys drink and swear. Number 11, when thunder whispers, when thunder whispers. And 12, flowers of childhood wanderings, flowers of childhood wanderings. Now remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match up the prompts and use lines 7, 6, 11 and go get number, I don't know, 3, and and write a poem using those, mix and match them how you want, or you can get real froggy, and you can use all of the lines in one poem. Oh, and there's a challenge. Once you go through these prompts and find one that fits into, even if you have to change it a little, fits into your one of the lines in your Tonka poems. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about that? Okay, next. Let's go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this exercise is to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write than what you do write to it. All right? It helps us get away from that typical first knee jerk reaction that naturally wants to pull us in. You know, don't write the same poem as everyone else. Explore explore and and find the different find the unique that the that's that's something you could only flush out of the, the prompt. You know, find those amazing ideas hidden inside of you. You know, the stuff behind the fluff. All right. So to start this, before you begin writing poems to these prompts that I just gave you, I would like you first to open up your journals to a clean page and starting at the top from this week's list, write down the first prompt, which was Cup of Shadows. Then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. All right, so don't write the poem yet. Think of at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt and really explore all the directions you could take it, all the different meanings it could have, how you can twist it and turn it and bend it into something you know, that's not just different, but how you can turn it into something that's uniquely you and a lot of things different. <laughs> All right, so when you finish with the first prompt, move on to the next and then go on down the list until you have written at least six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. And I guarantee you that you will not make it to the end of this exercise 
without something running away with you, you're writing a poem, and it's going to be one of those poems that make you go, wow, where'd that come from? It's the stuff behind the fluff. All right? So once again, I'm going to run through these prompts. Your 12 prompts for this week are one cup of shadows, two, in the company of sisters, three, death is a song I know, four, creatures that swim within, five, storm dance, six, crone magic, seven, monologue by a river, eight, wolves in the canyon, nine, long after all sound is gone, ten, while the boys drink and swear, eleven, or when thunder whispers, and twelve, flowers of childhood wanderings. So there you go. Have fun with those. And to close this out, remember, as food for our creative souls and our writer's discipline, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. And then every day, write a haiku haiku poem. Three lines, five Seven, five, syllable count, easy peasy. Every day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. And all of your rushing, rushing, busy, point A to point B chasings, pause for a moment and look for them. Find your 17 syllables. Find your haiku. And if your syllable count isn't correct, I don't care. Go back and clean it up later. The most important thing is to write it down when you think of it. Don't wait. Just write it down. I don't care if you write it on your forearm, if you have to write it on your dashboard of your car, just get it written down. (laughs) All right. All right. That is it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, a mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. All right. So next thing we are going to do, I'm going to play an audio recording We always start and end every episode with a recording from one of you, our poets. So if you are interested in having your piece played on the air, you can email it to me at the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com, or you can message it to me on Facebook Messenger. And thanks to Michael Todd, I know how to take those off now. All right, so I am going to start the show with a piece by Corey Stoner, and it is called On My Way. Here you go. Find the light inside of me shining free So rightfully, I'm throwing up the sign twice 
double portion of peace Like a twin birth Immersed in the footsteps to transcend earth It's hard to understand You blow my breath in the sand And turn them into eight man Like we in church I'm hitting up the mountain top By my side Seen a couple thousand drops And it dies While the enemy was counting flocks We was working round the clock Till the album drops Just to teach the kids Instead of giving them wishes Hand them a pole Instead of giving them fishes Show them a goal And let them know that they chosen To enter a kingdom Where every moment is golden I don't know where to go I don't know what to say The only thing that I know Is that I'm on my own I don't know where to Heavenly Father, I bow before you in prayer Thank you for giving me air When everyone left, when it was just me and my flesh You was the only one there I understand that's how you help me prepare From the chorus where I'm speaking to the Lord is where I'm reaching He the only one I'm speaking The only one I've been needing to believe in So Lord before I'm leaving To that place in the sky where the sun shines Even in the evening Thankful for the fact that I'm breathing Can't believe it was me Who was keeping a distance From the one who spoke life into existence Cause when life is feeling cold and great Could feel my soul decay Till I started seeing paid gold roads Where all the safe souls go to play I'm holding on to faith Even through the darkest night I know I'll find the door in a day So when I'm calling and they're asking where I'm at Tell them not to be sad Cause I don't know where to go I don't know what to say The only thing that I know is that I'm on my own Like a place in the sky where the sun always shines within me I'm ready, I'm like to call in. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share tonight. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. For example, 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. It's really important that you have your name attached to your work and that people know who's reading. Uh, you are literally, in the literal sense of the I was watching um, a series of unfortunate events, so now I've been doing that. It's like I've been running around doing that. I mean literally. Literally means, <laughs> anyone who knows, who's seen that show knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, you are literally, verbally publishing your poem right now. We've been on the air 15 years. You can go back and listen to our very first episode. And what if there's somebody who reads a poem and you think it's just freaking amazing, but you have no clue, no clue who it is. You don't know how to find them. 
You're going to ask me, and I'm telling you, I'm old. I don't remember. You know, <laughs> that was 15 years ago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, I recognize the voice, of course. But, um, you know, so do. Introduce yourself. It's important. Very important. Next thing, you can read two two normal poems right now. We do have busy phone lines tonight. What's going on, you guys? Oh, this is nice. It's a little scary. <laughs> Um, right now, you can do two poems. I'll try to keep my comments to the minimum so that that's in my absolute ability to be able to do that um, so we can get through you guys. If the lines get too crazy tonight and I have to switch back to just reading one poem, I apologize if that happens on your turn, uh, but just be aware that that might happen. Right now, though, you're good to go at two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to confine you, do some social networking with you, and you start building up your writer's circle. I want you to remember when you come on to read tonight that we do have a mature rating. No, I didn't do that well. Anyway, you're bound to hear just about anything on this show. All right, with the exception, of course, of hardcore erotica no adult porn poems you guys know where that line is you know you know the difference between you know romantica some erotica and and hardcore porn poems so just don't push that envelope don't mess up our rating anything else you're good to go all right i am going to go ahead and give you the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are in the lineup as i said our first caller comes from area code 731 then we have 702 followed by 216 all right let's go ahead and bring on michael 731 you're on the air hello nala this is michael todd calling in from west tennessee <laughs> hi mike i uh i was going to start the show with a track of yours but i couldn't get it to work i'm so sorry it just it, the music it. made it garble i know i'm going to do it again Anyway, I've got the I've got it in front of me. I'm going to read it. It's the for the sake of people knowing what it is. It's it's something that Nilo wrote directly to me last uh, weekend. So I'm looking in back and forth in emails, and this thing keeps growing. And uh, she wrote a poem, just flash poem, which I can't do that, and I'm very jealous of you doing that. But you do that hey, all the time with else. your riffs. Yeah, it's not the same, though. But uh, anyway, I thought about this. I thought about you on Sunday night after midnight. Uh, we just had vicious storms. I mean, nearly tornadic storms coming through West Tennessee. And the sky cleared. I went outside about after midnight, and I looked up, and there's the lunar eclipse. And I almost got it perfect, but I just that was just a – just a sliver of light on the lower left. It was barely holding water. And uh, I would keep inching out into the yard because it's pretty dark. And I was walking up towards some oak trees. Basically, there's a horseshoe, if you'll look up. And I'm keeping the moon wide open there. And the closer I get to trees, the more I realize there's like 10,000 lightning bugs, fireflies. So I'm trying to watch this eclipse, and there's so much light from And you're standing in the stars. Characters. Yeah, kind of like that. And then, and also 
thinking like if four or five of those land on me, I'm dead. But uh, anyway, do they bite? Look at them. Well, no, they electrocute you and you die, especially if you're standing in water. No, they okay. don't. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I love no, you so don't much. take that to the bank. Mm-mm. No, no. Oh, I hadn't even said that. But anyway, it was kind of a moment. I wish you'd have been there, but you weren't. I am right now. You're here now. Okay. I'm going to share the poem that you wrote directly to me. It wasn't a poem, it was just a comment. But okay. Call it what you will. Call it what you will. Let 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 your fans decide, Miss. <laughs> this is called Michael saw a firefly last night, and it made me wish I was an episodic poem existing inside a perfect moment by Nala Alicia, May seventh, twenty twenty two. I wish I was sitting there beside you on that porch swing with a thin cotton quilt that isn't needed but vital to the script. And maybe there's some shy tea in a chip china cup resting on a mismatched saucer. I wish I was sitting there holding out-breath hostage because it's as if the act of a single blink might frighten away the moment, unmoving sitting static in the static hum of a frozen instant, perched like a tiny bird on a most delicate whisper-thin branch on the other side of this magical veil we somehow slipped through. Or were we invited? Maybe the porch swing visit was really an invitation. Did I ever tell you I think fireflies are magic? Fireflies are much more than just fireflies. The world is an altogether different place for people who understand this. I wish I was sitting there inside Rip Van Winkle's timepiece, waiting, waiting, waiting to see a second flicker, then a third, a fourth, another, that's the fifth, till suddenly the still-life painting in which we found ourselves bound melts to a puddle, a puddle that shatters glass-like through the darkness. In this beautiful, magnificent lawlessness, the deeply dark, darkly shadowed horizon on your backyard comes alive in a resplendent monocolacy, dance of the flickering chaos. I wish I was sitting there as the crickets, frogs, and tiny things we have no name for echo in strange harmony, the elation of wonder, mystery and delight in my still scarcely breathing it is so beautiful you know I cannot decide if I like the name firefly or lightning bug better both delight me both are great names it's so hard to decide but for now in this telling they shall be known as fireflies because that is what you called them I wish I was sitting there with you in that shimmering gloaming as the separating space between port swing and universe blurs, fades, and to move beyond the dissolving rules of time and other insignificant things like, well, like all things, everything thought important that's really not and then not lost there in the sylvan ether of what is a Tennessee evening 
even fall in early spring, drinking tea and counting stars, counting all the stars, starting with the one resting on the porch swing right beside you. I wish I was there, watching the moment evanescence as we follow him in wilding fervor somewhere uncharted, beyond the porch light and into the good night. Did I ever tell you I like fireflies? I really like tea, and you too. In peace. Fireflies are very inspiring. <laughs> For you, they are. They are. I, they are. The world is altogether a different place if you believe they are. <laughs> Amazing. If you ever see one, I want you to call me the instant you get done with the uh, visage. Okay. I will do that. Good deal. It was fun writing that. It was fun. You always do that, though. You say these little things that just tick. They they tick a box, and you know that's what I'm talking about is paying attention to the voice around you. You know, you tick that box for me, and instead of letting that thought pass, I just sat there and I wrote it to you, and, and as a reply to, you, to the message that we had. It was fun. It was, it was great. Fun. I was sitting in my recliner, all totally relaxed. You had my complete attention. You always have my attention. You know what I mean. <laughs> You are one of my dearest friends in this world. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. I have another poem for you. This one's not nearly as nice. This one is called Road Rage. You just think of where this is going. From 2007. Boy, was I in a mood that day. Road Rage by Michael Todd. Tired of moving so steady. No one gets ahead on these paths we go. Forward or backward, no matter the pace, be it fast or slow. Strapped in tightly, follow all the rules of safety as I should. In this revolving deja vu, I'd most often go faster if I could. I really hate the taunting. Always someone to urge me on along. Would I like to go faster? Well, of course. Opportunity soon gone. Still, I keep on trying. Always up for a thrill. Ready to take a chance. You get what you pay for, and you always pay well, well in advance. But there's one place where one price for all is not recognized. When I'm strapped behind the steering wheel, see vengeance in my eyes. Unlimited miles before me, but I never managed to get very far. If I had my druthers, would be this, not others, driving this bumper car. If someone crashes into my side, nothing personal, I understand. But mark my words, I stick around and I get even with them if I can. I save this for the end of my trip to the fair, as it is always the pinnacle. For a dollar a pop, ultimate road rage, nonstop, come on, let's get physical. In porn. <laughs> I love that. When you go to the fair, they give you that wristband for umpteen dollars. 
It's good mm-hmm. for everything except the bumper cars. Come on, people. <laughs> I know. Why is that? I wonder. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's Probably because that that's way. the only thing people will ever do. They make a lot of money off that bumper car ride, I'm sure. Well, they can have all of mine. That's, I've given a few over the, over the time. So you know, I will never forget my first time ever on bumper cars. The first time I got to sit in one. My mom, all by myself. My mom, we were there at Oaks Park. It's like right between Portland and and um, Vancouver. And and my dad picked me up and carried me out there and put me in my own very car. And then he got in his own car. And I didn't go anywhere. I couldn't push or anything. People just kept bumping me. But I'll never forget my daddy's face, you know, putting me in that car and, and not listening to my mom and letting me have, you know, this big adventure where I just, it was cool. I'll never forget that. So you remind me of things. You say things and they remind me of things. And then I just, my brain just takes off running. Hmm. Great. My work yeah. is done now. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you. You can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. Mike Todd is spelled M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D at blogspot.com. Awesome. And by the way, hmm? congratulations. You were you've Thank been here you. since the beginning of the show, right? I have. So you know you're one of the winners. I'm excited. You have to I'm message honored. me your address so I can throw something in the mail for you. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Love you, madly. <laughs> Love you too, hon. Bye. Bye. All right. Seven o two. Is our next caller, Mr. Jimmy? Yes, Nyla. How are you, my dear? I love you. How are you? How have you been? <laughs> it's been wonderful, and I've missed you terribly. I I'm know, I know. And before I forget, happy birthday! Thank um, you, love. It, and uh, I, I do apologize. You know, honestly, I would be here every week if I could. You do know that. I do know that. you are here every week in my heart. Well, that's that's got to count for something, you know. Uh, now, Nyla, we talked before, um, we, we, we talked a little bit, and I know some of the really, I, you know, we go back quite a while, obviously, all of us, Mike, Todd, the Lori's, um, you know, quite I've a I've known you longer than I've been doing this show. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that early, those early days and that, that were something, were something special. This is special now, but, um, there's just something, you know, the nostalgia of it now is, is special. Uh, and. There's some poems that, that from way back, and I think I, I talked to you about this a little bit. I didn't. I have lost some. I'm still trying to recover some of those MySpace uh, gems. And uh, but one of the, as you well know, I like to write stories uh, within the poems, and um, occasionally I will have recurring characters. You know, we know about Old Bill and the Abattoir. Um, one of my earliest characters was Sideshow Sheila, and I remember I her poems. You do right with the and, and her thing was she was deformed, but only because she had a an, an extra eye in the middle of her forehead. Everything else about her was normal, beautiful. Um, 
and I wrote these poems. I wrote a few poems, and I, the thing is, is that, and I think this could probably, if there's anybody else, I know, I know Mike Todd. I, I, I mean, I love the stories and the way he writes. But sometimes I think when you're, uh, if you're going to create a character for a poem, at least even in your head, if you can get an origin, an entire history. That's what I did with Old Bill, and that's what I did with Sheila. I actually had her whole story laid out before I ever wrote a poem. And this way, I, I, I could make the poem as detailed and her as three-dimensional uh, as possible because I, I wrote her like she really existed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did lose those poems, and I haven't been able to recover them. So I recently just top of my head, off the cuff, wrote a rewrite of the first Saisha Sheila uh, poem. Now she was, uh, the story, which you don't know from this poem, is that she was born uh, in a circus. Um, wasn't a really good circumstance there, and she was deformed, so the ringmaster, of course, wanted to have her eventually be starring in the uh, sideshow. And her father, who was already in the sideshow, um, he uh, did not did not want that to happen, and he made the he made it so that it wouldn't happen. He'd leave the show. Well, he died, and she was two years old. And, and, and the story goes, and I won't go into too much detail, take too much time. But she eventually was uh, the ringmaster became her guardian. Was very abusive, um, and a lot of things happened. She eventually was able to break away from there, and she started working at a bar uh, called Cozy Dance, like a jazz bar where she would sing songs. So that's just a little background. And this is, uh, so this is Sideshow Sheila Redux. With a broken butterfly knife and a Kentucky grin, I strolled through the bat wings, lured by the most beautiful haunting voice I'd ever heard. Basking in the tobacco haze of Cozy Dan's bar, I stared at the makeshift stage transfixed, mesmerized at the magnificently deformed Shantus torch thingy. Dan looked up from wiping glasses behind the bar. She's something else, he intoned. A genuine smile lighting a friendly face. I didn't answer. She sang of shipwrecks and car crashes, unrequited love, bastard children, and a whorehouse that served ice cream. Every word etched in my brain as I stared into her third eye. Her body was lounged, sultry, split red velvet dress, a touch worse for wear, a sheen of sweat on her cleavage, patron's eye candy, as they swilled their troubles away. Raven mane, gold earrings, a gorgeous creature, and yet there in the middle of her forehead, triclopian, an extra orb that seemed to see everything. I took a chair at a cabaret table, ordered a black diamond on the rocks, watching. Through every lost lament, every gray ballad, her eye never left me. She was a wounded soul, I could tell, yet she met me at a back corner booth where we talked and laughed. She told me of her lost child and the torment that she suffered at the hands of a sadistic ringmaster. We danced slow, our liquid dreams melting together. We made love, and heaven was truly on fire. Moaning softly, eyes closed, except for that third one, ever watchful. 
Plans were formulated, the giddy dreams of teenagers, and a bittersweet kiss goodbye. A single tear streamed from that eye, and Dan looked at me hard, for he already knew. Despite my promise, I never returned to Sheila, my sideshow fling. That was ten long years ago, and her eye has haunted all of my dreams. I wonder where she is today, in Paul. Wow. Now, even if you hadn't have told me or us about fleshing out your character, about knowing who you're writing about, because you write some of the most incredible story story poems, prose poems that I've ever heard. You know, and even if you didn't, if, even if you didn't tell me you did that, I would more than likely think it was about a real person, like from a news article, which is the way Andy writes, Andy Scott. He writes from real life people he encounters that are just crazy. You know, I would I would think that as well about yours because they ver throughout the poem. By the end, I mean you feel like you know them. You talk about them. I mean you you can really tell you do that because they feel like real people. They're relatable. They're engageable. They're captivating. Well, I. I I do appreciate it, Nyla, and that's kind of why I wanted to put that preface out there because, and you, and you're you're right, um, and it's it's and it's your ear. It's how you hear it. Obviously, that's what we do here, and that's what me and you have talked about for years, or for now what over a decade. That the written word, for as great as it is, can literally be elevated when you speak it, when you perform it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get across emotions and inflections that you normally uh, that are harder to lift from the page. Um, but I, I think, you know, but my, my point was that if I, even if I don't tell you about it, if I write it for myself or, or come up with a bunch of it in my head and then I write the poem, it's going to come out. Even if all you hear or read is the poem, it's going to come out more, like you said, more detailed, more believable as a real person because in my head they are a real person. I literally created them and everything about them. So you could ask me something about them or their past and I could literally tell you even though they are not so, but it's a lot of fun, and it's um, and I've got more in the works. I definitely got more uh, well, I, uh, old Bill poems because I want to work on the Abattoir Chronicles and get a whole book of old Bill poems out. And if I ever get my ass around publishing, um, and then Midnight Skinner, of course, we know about Bradford the Cop and Skinner and their intangible, or I should say, tangible, very connected relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be more coming in that respect. And um, in honor of you, one of my absolutely loveliest and best friends, being uh, your birthday, uh, around the time of your birthday, uh, I will do my next piece, which I know you know it well. And uh, I've never recorded it, but it was the first piece I ever read live. I might have even been on this show, I think. I'm not sure if it was or not, but... This is Cracked Oak Cello. You play that Cracked Oak Cello and the urchin boys all swoon. The fishmongers on Carp Street have all gone home by noon. The lamppost bulbs are blazing. The sky is now on fire. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. The watchman's eyes are heavy with the sleep he hasn't had. And I can't think of being anything but bad. 
The junk man's choir mumbles as they slur a lullaby. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. The liquor store on Hensley is booming for the night. Spirits and libations put up a drunken fight. The carnival's in town and I hear the sideshow screams. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. It's raining dollar bill confetti and the bouncers stand sentinel to guard against the miscreants their biceps flex to go. But Jerry is a good friend and he's bound to let us in. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. Somewhere in a dark place the children cry in pain. The heavens have come crashing down. The king has gone insane. You drop your cracked oak cello and run to me inside the dark. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. Yeah, let me wrap you in my arms tonight. Nyla, let me wrap you in my arms tonight. And Paul. I have always, always absolutely loved that piece. Always. And, you know, it's funny, too, because when you talk, when you know, every time you say cracked oak cello, instantly I think that's what your voice, I mean, that that's the best description in the world that someone could give of your voice. The way you read, the, the gravelly, real, I mean, you just have a, a fantastic performing voice, like a cracked oak cello. Yeah, I With gravel inside. <laughs> With, yeah, got poor gravel, yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Now it was, uh, and that was born of a, of a time when we really were um, talking about. I think me and you actually actually had this conversation where we talked about, and it wasn't a knock on anybody, but it was the difference between reading a poem in a monotone, flat, uh, not talking about gravel or high pitch or any of that, but just no emotion, no performance. Um, and we talked about how you could take one of the best poems ever written. You could do uh, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, Dylan Thomas, and you could read it with literally no emotion, and it loses rather than gains. And it doesn't even put forth what it is on the written page. So I, I, I always laugh because I always uh, describe Cracked Oak Cello as like you talk about actors who overact, and sometimes it's actually entertaining. So like Cracked Oak Cello is like my overacting because we really wanted to put <laughs> – we really wanted to put, um, um, you know, performance into it and to make it, you know, part of that. And, but the thing about it is it was literally written to sound like that. It wasn't one of those – a lot of the pieces I do, Sideshow Sheila, uh, most of them I do are not written specifically as a performance piece. I still try to read them with emotion and try to and try to – but they're not written – this Cracktail Cello was literally written to be that piece. Um, and, you know, and, and I think it was fun because we, we helped uh, other people start out and we had people before us and, and uh, to get that, um, to, it, to, it's kind of like you're trying to capture the, um, almost a new medium, really. And then well, when I do, like, I do it this way because I had to grow into doing spoken word. And I, I'm not going to get into the story, but how I started doing spoken word poetry and developed into performance poetry is, is a pretty interesting story. Because I am the last person where we would have ever thought would do something like that. I was, I'm ter- I, to this day, I'm terrified of talking in front of people. Every time I start this show, you guys have no idea. I just have this horrible fear 
of speaking in front of people. And one of the things that helped me, and it was something I had to grow into because I didn't start out, you know, being able to have the confidence, I guess, to read my poetry with that emotional inflection that that it needs, that, that I, I believe is important when you do poetry. But one of the things that worked for me was I just I, I took the poem I, I printed the poem out and I stood in front of an empty chair. Of course, no one with no one home, right? In front of a chair, and it didn't work. So I finally took like a piece of paper and wrote a smiley face on it and pinned it to the back of the chair, and then that helped. But I started reading the poem over and over and over again, addressing the person in the chair, and. It, and it developed into like I was almost performing a play. And that is what you're doing when you do spoken word. You are performing the emotion of the word of the words of the poem. You are you are becoming the voice of, the face of, the animation of the words in that poem. And so for me, looking at it as a way of acting almost took me out of it and made it less scary because it wasn't me up there. I was performing that it it was you know, like being on a stage doing a play. But in, in viewing it that way and practicing it, reading it to the chair in a conversational tone, that's what I was trying to find was that relaxed, normal, conversational tone with the inflection that I would have were I sincerely having that conversation or saying what I was saying to a human being person, you know, to give it that realism. And, and, and it took a while. It, it, was, it was tough, but that really, that was, you know, I don't know if anyone else struggles with that, but that was one of the things that really helped me um, find a place where I was comfortable being able to get up in front of people and read with that emotion. So just just a yeah. share there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I've you know I've I've actually had to say, oh you know I wish I could read you know you seem so and I'm like I'm kind of like you Nyla because I really there's it's just a, it's kind of subtle and I'm at home when I'm at the speaking and with you and so I'm instantly at ease when we start talking before I even launch into the piece. But you know obviously everything runs through your mind. Am I going to flub the word? Because when I was when I was going through sideshow Sheila because I always do a couple read throughs. I turned the show down a little bit where it's almost all the way down to a couple read-throughs and where it said about um, going through the bat wings into the tobacco uh, bar. I kept saying Tabasco. And I literally <laughs> I would thought, want I'm going to say that. I'm yeah, right. And I, was, and, I, and I kept telling myself, I'm going to say that. I, you know, and then, and we already know, we've been through this enough times where you don't stop and apologize and redo it. You just continue on. It's the best way. Um, and, you know, so, so there is there is that and um but it is uh it's unique in that um another good example and Mike Todd, I'm gonna go back to my buddy Mike, um, the inflections, the pauses, the breaks, the emotions between certain you know, when you write you have to do that with with spacing and you have to do it with punctuation. Um, when you read it, you are using your voice for that. And you, no one has to guess where the break is or the pause is. They're literally hearing you do it. And I think in, in that way, the poem literally sticks in their mind even more than if they read it mm-hmm. in most mm-hmm. cases. Um, but Nyla, I'm going to let you get on with the show. I'm sure you got a lot of wonderful poets coming up. I know Todd Carter's in the house, my buddy, my broham, And, um, <laughs> As always, uh, I love you, my dear. You are the best, and I will try to uh, get back here next week and read something. 
Awesome. Oh, and, Thank uh, you, Jimmy Ray, Jimmy Ray Davis, uh, uh, Word Machinist, you can find me at Facebook, uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, and uh, uh, Reverb, Reverb Nation forward slash Word Machinist if you want to hear some of my recordings. Uh, I am seriously putting wheels into motion. I've been talking about this for a better part of a year uh, on restarting my own live uh Shows. The only promise I can make is that I'm just looking at venue and and format right now. But the only promise I can make is it will, it will not. Once done, it will not run the same time as the speaking. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate so, that. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that because I might need you on as a guest, and um, <laughs> and most likely video rather than audio. But but people could still be like video, like audioed in. You know, like whatever. I'm working on it. So mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Obviously, first news will be released here on the speakeasy. And uh, you have a wonderful night. Thank you again. Thank you, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week, honey. All right. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. Mama. Come yes, to me, Mama. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm here. I'm here. What's going How on, are Miss you? Mrs. Birthday Girl? <sighs> it was my birthday yesterday. And you know what I'm doing yeah, right now? Yeah. I'm sitting here what? eating a piece of key lime cheesecake that I was given for my mm. birthday. Homemade key lime cheesecake. Christopher made it. Well, yep. I was trying to wait, trying to wait till after I got um, finished doing my pieces to go eat my cake for your birthday. I got some cake and ice cream for your birthday too. That I'm going to be eating. <laughs> so yeah. See, I think that's the best thing in the world is when your friend has a birthday. You should. We should all cook cakes on our friends' birthdays because then. We can eat cake with them. I mean, it's a good it's a good plan. Solid. Yeah, I had some stuff that I was sending you, but I just I just can't get stuff in the box and get to the mail like I want to. But um, eventually, everybody Aww. will get this stuff. <laughs> I'm really bad at getting out and because I'm half crippled. I'm on a walker, and I got all this jewelry, and it's just hard. So. I don't know. Well, how just a heads up, up, you know those that the ten day artist challenge I've been doing. You're getting tagged tomorrow. Okay, I've I've been following it. I've seen the shoes. I've seen the dress. Is there something I missed? Actually, did I, did I already tag you? I may be I old forgetting. I saw the dress and I saw the shoes. Well, see, you have to you post one piece of your work every day, and you tag somebody. And then that person has to post 10 pieces of their work every day and tag one of their friends. So that means for 10 days you get to show off some of the stuff you've been working on. Oh, I'll well, show you I when didn't, I get off the air. I didn't catch on, <laughs> but I did comment on your. And I, I know. Nobody reads what stuff. I write. Are you kidding me? That I, I post it. I just don't understand. I didn't understand the challenge or what. I just thought I was supposed to be voting for your. Uh, I didn't know I was supposed to be. I wasn't trying to do anything anyway. But I could post a you. picture of a flower, and I could say my pet gorilla just died of syphilis, and everyone would comment, "How beautiful! Oh, that's wonderful!" <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'm be that that dad, but I know that um, the dress was beautiful. I thought you were just displaying your things. I wasn't even trying to get in the mix. I was just trying to uh, support. I'll, I'll explain to I'll explain doing. to you how it works later. So you can do it. All right. It's enough, the name of this piece is called Enough Already. And I want to shout out to Maggie who made it to the show today. Hi, Maggie. Call me after the show, sweetie. Okay. Um, I also asked Russ to call in. I don't know if he's listening or, you know, 
paying any attention to what I asked him to do, but if he is, hey, Russ, <laughs> I'm shouting you out. Okay, here we go. It's called Enough Already. And this poem I wrote a long time ago. So I had to just tweak it to, like, make it fit in right now because this is still going on right now. It's called Enough Already. What's new? I do not want to be you. Don't want anything you have, not your hair, nor your thinking, nor your lips, neither your complexion or your inability to enjoy life. I don't want to become you or get like you or think like you. Don't want your beef or your cow's milk. Don't want your shallow thoughts. Don't want your religion nor your climate. Don't like your techniques or your dances. Resent your imitations of me, replacements of me, and your attempt to become me. What's new? Is the new soul people, the Negroids, and the indigenous people of the planet Earth, we like being us. We love the Earth. We like clean water. We hate what God hates. We love trees and nature and our children, and we hate seeing you corrupt everything that's pure, from the children to the oceans. What's old is you, the things you do, the wars, the plunder, the exploitation, the disrespect of others, the corruption of all that is good, the killing of people, animals, and plants. It's old and getting older. Earth people just want to be left alone. This supremacy and imperialism is getting very old and getting older. How about we do us and you do you and, hey, that's a novel, civil thought. Live and let live. It really works well. Try it. Stay in your lane and do your own dirty work. Pick your own cotton, chop your own cane, dig your own ditches, build your highways and railroads. Stay in your lane, stay in your land, practice your religion, give rightful owners back what belongs to them. Unhand what you have strong-armed. Stop taking away our children. Stop the mental and physical torture of other cultures. Stop worshiping chaos and evil. Stop dictating and follow your own advice. And stop shooting us at random. It serves no purpose. He was only on the planet 18 years. He marinated in hate. And look what he did. Just look. Only 18 years old. And that's all he knew to do. That's a piece. That was incredible, Mama. Holy moly. I know. I'm so tired. Same thing, repeating itself over and over and over. I mean, I just had to add add one little line to it about the boy being an 18-year-old this time. Yeah. I mean, you you can change that one line and write a million different poems. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Well, 
It's a sad situation. Uh, Are you going to read two, my love? Yeah, I had another one pulled up. Um, I don't know what I did with it. But if I'm still here, come back to me. I'm going to get my ice cream. Um, I had another one pulled up. I don't see it. I mean, this. Maggie said that was amazing, by the way. Oh, thank you. She, I'll just wait and listen to the rest of the poets. Because, um, okay. Well, press one. Press one to take you out of the lineup. And if you find it and you want to read again, press one again. Okay. Okay. I love you, Mama. Thank Tell you. everyone how to find you. Free yeah. take off just in case. Uh, the best place to find my work is uh, to Google Vicky Aqua, and it's on Poetry Soup. One word. Most of my poems, I throw them over the air. I still have some on Facebook, but basically, um, where everything is kind of organized is on Poetry Soup. Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. Mama Ola Daisy, the all-round queen, Nyla's mother. (laughs) Indeed, you are. All right, Mama, I love you. Thank you so much. And jump out of the lineup and jump back in if you find the one you want to read again, okay? Okay. I love you so much. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832-832. Soldier Blue Blue. Well, it's a good thing I was coming coming back from the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, just uh, give everybody a line. uh, The next three callers, I'm going to let you give you a heads up. We have 323-219 and 540. Those are going to be our next three callers after Mr. Blue Blue here. So, how are you, love? Uh, I'm okay. Just trying to walk through the day-to-day, you know. So what were you getting in the kitchen? Well, I really didn't. It's always a a drag because, I mean, most of the things in there are like, you know, what I have to prepare, you know, myself. And most of the time I just want to just, you know, kind of like throw it at my mouth and then I'm over with I'm done with it, you know. But it it never it never is that way. It's like, why? You know what I had for breakfast? Huh. A piece of key lime cheesecake. You know what I had for lunch? Mm. A piece of key uh. lime cheesecake. You know what I'm having for dinner? The second I like, half. I like this menu. Key lime cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's uh, what I've eaten today, guys. I've always, had three pieces of pie today. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's that was, probably that more calories than three favorite. days worth, though, I'll bet. Yeah. I, I always loved the cheesecake myself. That was always my favorite favorite cake. So, uh, so where okay. are you taking us this evening, Mr. Blue? Well, this is kind of a... An interesting piece that does its own little twists and turns. Uh, I'm just going to call it uh, Swollen Summer, I think. It's, it's, a, it's Like I said, it's got its own methodology to it. Driving into the sun when we woke, 
We were on the edge of summer. Driving into the sun, we woke upon the edge of summer. It was like a mirror. Something we couldn't forget. Something irreversible and just beyond reach. The burnt edges of a summer sun touching the water, the lake, the rippling waves, the unattended phrases of song, rhythmic motives of the dance. There is a reason for the dreaming. Syncopated burnings of aromatic leaves that autumn fall from the trees, sacred smoke, there are flames at every step. Smell the spring, seed the summer paths to harvest. The autumnal roots, everyone, the grandmother growth of being, gone. Roots of the trees. Everything has its own language. An understanding to be learned. Pottery shards of verdant lightning decisions. Best left in the wake. The membrane currents of fireflies. Wadako. Jean Chavez. Darkwood, redbud, Judas tree, sacred ash ceremonies, sometimes no return. Getha, Gertsen. The clean sky cut at right angles, pain and indecision. We wait like stones for the next moment. Before the storm hits, the sun is not your friend. It will beat you down time. Seeds, dust, DNA travels. You shook the rattle. Strike with pain the cut of rust. From the broken braid, burn with joy, the flames live, rise from ashen lips of dreamers, the logs, the woods, the rivers, smell of fire, to bed, you won't live long enough to enjoy it. Dream sick seasons flicker, cut to the last cue. The moon is sun-painted blood red. Breath becomes its own language. Thoughts laced to a passing breeze. Happiness is someone else's fantasy. Joy is easily attainable. Joy is another original emotion. 
Everything can be found within the original prime colors, the connections one pigment to another. The advent of travel and creation, driving into the sun. When we woke, we were on the edge of summer. Driving into the sun, we woke upon the edge of summer. Bulgur. Burnt clean, we are the ghost road born. Working, waking, as we're walking home. And peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very welcome. I had fun writing that one. It just came out a little different, so I just went with it. You can tell. You can tell for sure. And you can tell by the way you read it, too. <laughs> hey, are you going to read two tonight, Soldier Blue? Or just the one? Yeah, I got. It. I can do that. This one, this one is interesting as well. It's called Deadlines. The deadlines are dead. The lifelines are eyes in the night. Oh, still there is something to be said for the dead. There is learning there Something left to be understood Something left out to be returned Converted Messages for red earth Those who have just learned what it means To open their eyes Faces scraped clean of skin Spirits stinging, screaming in the wind Stone carvings Messages from home The ashes on the back roads Who's going to wander there? Dust does a slow dance among the acorn husks, shells to anybody else, but when they are moving, can you really tell? Twisted limbs, clean oak fires, scent, foam. Someone has been visiting the groves again. Darkness, haunted shadows, gedaki, dream blades can cut you deep. Shaved embrace the makeshift kindling of quiet ceremony. Blue flames of an overheated sky. Someone's been crying again. Braided grass. Cuts The smell is sweet Orange essence, amber 
disintegration, disorientation from ancient times, coins at the vendors, glass shakes in a bottle like a gourd rattle on the ground, rage of a rattlesnake, which uh, Reptilian stares, littlest eternal light shining on a back road, drive, bones dropping, stealth of becoming engineered to look like emptiness. Foolish. Rainbows, razor blade echoes, broken patterns of lightning, foam walk faces. You can see for miles. Ageless mechanics of a life lived without a measuring stick. The only diamonds shine at night. The night songs begin. Do you know them? Amazing. Oh, there you have it. There we do. Soldier Blue. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic job, baby. Thank you, thank you. You can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. Check out my Earth, uh, my uh, podcast called Red Earth One. R, the E, the O are capitalized, and then just uh, plug it into the podcast. Google Podcast, iTunes, and about six other platforms. And I will be keeping you up on that. And uh, when I get to these next days off, I'm probably going to be seeing what I can do with the uh, latest addition to the app that I use for the podcast, which is to say that they also are now including video podcasts. So I'm going to see what options there are in uh, that scope. And uh, yeah, just see what I can do with it. So, that's that's going to be awesome. See. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm Plus, I've just got to, uh, drawn up a, an outline for uh, a game, uh, and uh, we're sitting down with my uh, other half collaborator, and we'll see if we can uh, knock it into some kind of shape and uh, you know. To move on in the progression of uh, language uh, use with the game and with uh, some publishing. Oh, that's incredible. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> so, you can't see it right now, but I'm dancing thing. on my desk like Snoopy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all good. <laughs> as long as it's in tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> barefoot, always barefoot. Well, there you go. That too. <laughs> all, all right, right sweetheart. Uh, happy birthday again. Thank uh, you. I wish you all of that before, but happy birthday again. <laughs> and you. Uh, we will see you all next week. All right, sweetheart. Bye-bye. All right. All right, our next caller comes from, oh, I think this is sincere. I hope I'm right. Next caller is 323. 323, you're on the air. Happy birthday. This is Sincere from Los Angeles. Peace be with you. 
<laughs> hey, Ed, how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm, I'm excellent. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to be. Uh, thank you to be heard. Thank you for the show. Thank you for 15 years. <laughs> so, what are you doing tonight? What are you bringing us? Uh, it's called if. If knowledge is king, why am I being punished with the new social rules who wants me to come to a crossroads of thinking? If knowledge is squeezed into our education games of thorns, why are we ridiculed for obtaining said education if it's marks of the beast breastfeeding equity? If I was thinking about you, not you, mayhem, or why we are being separated at a high rate of rest poison, never any story that played in our time between what you want to learn to what you give us to digest. Can't believe it. You, not you, me, I mean them, education games when I was comes in as a force. And spoons to eat soup with a fork, a salad with a spoon. Aspect for those asleep and why they're allowed to shoot within a structure system that protects the wickedness. If we fight back, all hell breaks loose, and I'm not talking about the movie movement. I'm talking about us, not them, being able to walk free when caught and taken into custody, walking upright. If knowledge is king of queen's justice, Absolutely incredible. I'm so glad you're here tonight, sweetheart. We've missed you. Oh, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, are you doing two tonight? Yes, I am. Oh, I think Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Uh, Okay. Just uh, tell me again. What's that? I mean it. Okay. It's called, the title's called Tell Me Again. Okay. Tell me again, I mean it. Why do you all want to kill me and take me off this planet knowing the history of our ancestors? Tell me again, I'm enraged and loosened from circles where my ancestors were stuck in mud in the sun for hours on end, yet we decided to bring the war to immediate attention. Please, you bastards, seeds of miscontent that the history of your white chalkboard means a time and a title, along with natural relief form, when speculation comes on your head for Tell me again, no, I need to know now, why are you all hitting me? Don't mislead me. Blackjack, do it too. Buy two for mere two cents. My own wicked sister, son of beach. We, too, then, will get theirs. Back to you, yes, you white board of directors. Choirs of children of the corner, cornfield stones, is nowhere to be heard by your local Negro, unspoken pork leadership house Negro. Tell me again why you hate me so much that you still change the laws that your baby sister in the house slave cleaned up behind you and why they wrote the laws in the land that they stole. But why me? And why we make up we on two cents just a fraction of what is now population in the century. Just under 10% we make up the total living room only life, wholesale selling, another 50 cent stock, often incarcerated. Why you hate what's coming when God was sent evil destroyed the festival wickedness from all deeds? Getting ready. The war has now been in seasonal sessions on why, what, and why, and where, leading to the first airborne strike shall come. Hell, we might send one of higher that works for the Corporation of America, Good Spirits and Negroes, to fire the first blanket horn for war class. I'm enraged. The only thing coming before the end of crisis is the evil hands of your own hate. Tell me again why you hate me so much. 
Peace here from Los Angeles. Just that peace. That was phenomenal. Thank Truth from so the much. common man's pen. You know, I'm always you guys hear me say this all the time, but it is so important for us to write our truths because look at the stuff we were taught in school and history as young kids, and look how much of it we have learned as adults was not true. Dead parts. You know, if we leave the historians to write history, that it's going to be written by those who have an agenda, who have something to gain or hide or profit from its writing or its telling or its perception. You know, you think about, you know, you, you, you talk about black history in your piece, right? Yep. So even, think how, that wasn't that many years ago. Right? So think about all the history. If the common man could write the history that was happening back then, which they couldn't because, you know, if if, if a black man tried to learn to read, they killed him. You know, there's a lot of logic in that. You know, so, but what if, what if all of them could have written and told and shared their own history of what things were really like, what things were like for them? Think how much knowledge we would have. Think of what a much clearer picture we would yes. have. How yes. how the depths of our understanding would change. Correct. And maybe if we had that, we wouldn't be where we are today as a society because I believe most people are very empathetic. I believe that most people have the ability to learn. I think most people are lazy. I think it's much too easier to believe a political party or a the news or whatever than to, to hunt out and search and make your own opinion on things. It's much easier yeah. to go with the flow, right? Correct. But I really wonder where we'd be today if the common man could have told his story, even back then. And it's that way with all groups of people. Yeah, you know, what if the Native Americans had been able to write English really well back then in the beginning when it first started happening and told us the things that really happened instead of believing right. what we told, perception? But the crazy thing is if, if they are written in books, and it's called a bookstore, that nobody wants to go dig up. Nobody wants to read it. So it's all there because I have books on my play playbook. And I got death into witness uh, from a black perspective in Germany during Hitler. And I, call, and I got another book, Miseducation of the Negro, by Carter G. Whipple. And I got Science and Hypothesis. Though these are all books that we can get and read, but most society don't want to read. They want to follow. You know, something else and I do, and you can do that too, is even on, like, I go on that? eBay for an example. Because I collect antique letters and journals and diaries. I've got letters that a woman actually, a, a, a small group of letters, there's only 12 of them, but letters she wrote during the Civil War, talking with her aunt about what she was going through in the Civil War. That's what I mean when, I, when I'm talking about the common man. Those are correspondences yeah. that were never meant to be read by anybody. It was not in a history book. Nobody had an agenda. She's talking to her aunt. And so the perceptions right. that she's giving me in those letters, the things she's talking about, how the, the churches are vastly empty of the young men and how she can hear the cannons not far away, and by God she'll lay down her body before she gives up her land type of thing, you know, which literally talks right. about that in those letters. Um, that's, that's real life. 
Yes, it is. She didn't know, you know, 150 years later someone was going to be reading her her letters. Right. She didn't have anything to gain by the telling of them. You know, so those are really fun, and I think that's something that you might enjoy. You know, start looking at – you can even find old journals and things like that, old diaries in the library that you can read that people have written, but look for them. I look at all the um, survivors, um, uh, like, for example, I collect Hitler's uh, memoir from his childhood, what he's seen, about all the Germans that were there and how the land was taken from them by the Jews that came in. And then I start reading. I want, now I'm wondering why you're so angry. As a kid, he was witnessing what was happening to the native Germans that was born there. Henceforth, straight up to the time the kid became a man, took over in anger. Then I got a book that is about Germany in the 1800s. Those were the blacks that were there. So, uh, and then, then black victims of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know, I never learned about the black kids. Um, black victims of the Holocaust. I never. Why are I've we never not? Why them. are we not taught these things? See, yeah. that's why. That's why. I mean, research is amazing. Learning things is incredible. Educating yeah. yourself, having your own opinions, making your own beliefs. I I believe that knowledge, personal knowledge, is the only thing that's ever going to stop prejudice and hate. Yeah. We're you know when we stop being herd animals. Right. Mhm. So that's your next title for your next poem, Sincere. You got it. The title is, the title is Herd Animals. You know what? And I, I, I definitely will. I got one called Primates, but okay, I'll change the title. There it is. Herd Animals. People yeah. who just follow a pack. People who don't have their own brains. That type of thing. Something. You do it. Do yeah. whatever you want. with. That's, that's, your, that's your homework. I think it's a good one for you. Well, that sounds like a winner. Awesome. Take your time writing it. I can't wait for you to bring it back. Okay, sounds good to me. And <laughs> you can find me, uh, Ed McKinney, on Facebook. Um, I'm at on Linktree of Sincere. I believe I'm on Poetry Soup, um, Ed McKinney Sincere. That's where you can find me in my work. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. Absolutely incredible having you on the show, and we will talk to you hopefully next week. Yes, you are. Thank you so much for having me. You have a good evening. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. I believe this is Brother O. 219, you're with us? Yes, now I'm here. Hi, Brother O. Thank you for that beautiful birthday message, by the way. Very sweet. Oh, oh, no problem. No, No, no problem at all. No, no, not no problem. It's pretty special being remembered, especially with everything you're going through. You know, to take the time to send me that wish, that was really sweet. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> still, still. This doing man is literally TV. in the hospital waiting for a heart transplant. Do you guys realize that? when he calls in every week, that he is calling from a hospital room where he is waiting for a heart transplant. That's nuts. You're incredible. Yes, yes. But, a, but also, it's amazing, too. Well, I would really rather prefer that you were not there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right. I know. I would much prefer that you were, you know, Calling from the cabana. 
Yeah, call from from my man kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Man. Um, all this too will pass. This this season will eventually come to an end. You know, just just being patient. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second, I'm doing the second part of the poem that I started last week. I'm doing part two, the second part of it. Okay. It's called uh, Women Are Always Considered to Be My Equals, Part Two. Brother, oh, it is pure blasphemy for you to consider women to be your equal. You're supposed to be in charge, and you're supposed to tell her what to do, and you you're supposed to keep her in her place and put her in check if she challenges your authority or gets out of pocket with you or or he just or gives some sass. Now she's supposed to take care of you, cook for you, and satisfy you in the bedroom. Her place, as far as I'm concerned, her place is both in the kitchen and the bedroom. You're supposed to be the breadwinner provider, not her. She ain't in charge of you. You're paying the cost to be the boss, and you're the head of the household, not her. You're a weak man if you allow a woman to tell you what to do and to dictate to you. And you need to tell her who's the real one in charge, bro. They'll talk. Excuse me, my brother, last time I checked. This is the year 2022, not 1952, 1962, or 1972. Don't come to me with that archaic Beaver the Beaver society and that Archie Bunker mentality. Don't come to me like Cam Newton when he posted his hateful comments on women on, on Facebook. He did a podcast about it. Don't come to me. Like the late Kevin Samuels, either. You better show me the proper respect when you're in my presence. You're a damn chauvinist and misogynist with a warped sense of reality. You need some therapy. Since when are women inferior to you, my brother? Do you truly expect to find a woman who's going to cater to your needs and bow down to you like a dictator? You know what your problem is, bro? You are not only afraid of change, you are scared and intimidated by strong and independent women. At the rate you're going with your current state of mind, my friend, you are going to be a miserable and lonely brother for the rest of your life. And the mere thought of women being in charge threatens you and scares you to death. All of you are taking notes on how to treat women as your equal. See, I was raised to treat women as my equals and show them the utmost respect. Most of the influential people in my former years that helped me, helped raise me were women. Most of the main contributors to my success in the poetry, in doing poetry over the last 12 years are women. Most of my loyal supporters, both on the radio shows and live events are women. They recognize most of the reason why I am in the great condition I am while awaiting a heart transplant here at the hospital is because 
of women. Most of the reason why women loving and mind me very much is because I realize that they're meant to stand beside me, not behind me. So my dear brothers, whether you whether or not you want to accept the reality or continue to be afraid of progress and change in the twenty first century, this is a year of the woman, whether you like it or not. Because she is going to change the game in radical ways in this century. And she is going to, and they are going to play more prominent roles in all walks of life. And you better be careful, my brother. You better be careful how you treat a woman. Because she might be the very one who's going to be in charge of you. And when you, when you need somebody to take care of you, you all by yourself. It might just be well be a woman with compassion and poem. Let's hope she's a nice one, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you never know who's going to control the, control that all that stuff later on. Brother. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate everything about you. I'd like you to do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come show you some love. Well, you can come show me some love on Facebook under under my name, oh my brother O'Gavin. I'm posting Facebook live videos and uh, they're still giving advice, still promoting the dead, still still having poets reach out to me for advice, still having them to, to encourage me and, you know, they... Everybody's waiting. My family, everybody. And when I come back, it's going to be epic. So thank you for supporting me every week, guys. I truly appreciate it. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. All right, Brother O. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 540. I believe this is Larry. Am I right? Larry, are you with us? Mr. Shepard? 540. 540, are you there? All right, we're going to... Put him back on hold. Let's see if we can pick him up here in a minute. All right, 717, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing, James? Uh, hanging in there. It's been one of those days. Yeah? You know, one of those uh. days is still okay because the way I look at it is every morning that we wake up and open our eyes, even if it's the worst day in your life, it's the best because consider the alternatives. Yeah, I suppose. And tomorrow's going to be so much better. Yeah, tomorrow tomorrow's going to be a bit of a downer for me as well. You'll get through it. You'll be fine. I promise. Um, well, it'll be my it'll be my mom's seventy uh, sixth birthday, and uh, she passed away back in twenty eleven. 
Tomorrow I want you to make her favorite cake, and I want you to eat cake with your mom. Or if you don't make cake, go buy one. I want you to sit and eat cake with your mom tomorrow, okay? All right. Don't make it sad. Celebrate her. Because you know if she was there right now, she'd have you by the scruff of the neck and tell you to smile, and she loves you. So tomorrow you eat cake with your mom, okay? Okay. Okay. So what would you bring us tonight, okay. darling? I'm just going to do one today because I figured it this far to show you probably, well, I'll just do one. Okay. And it's uh, from my third book, um, Letters to Roxanne. And it's called Extraordinary Displays of the Mundane, Part 2. Kisses in moonlight, the color of her hair. Bedroom, well, bedtime caresses till daybreak dawns. And they embrace in morning moments of the extraordinary displays of the mundane. And the poem. That was awesome. You really have a control over words when you write. It is amazing. Thank you. You are very welcome, James. So just going to do the one, are you sure? Uh, I don't know. Uh. All right. I'm not sure if I did this one before. There we go. Uh, it's titled Paper. The poet puts pen to paper of the tens of thousands of ways the Sierra could never contain the vastness of his love for her. End of poem. Wow. That was like a peck on the cheek and you run out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Got me all warmed up and then poof, you're gone. <laughs> Uh, James, great read on both of those. I'm so glad that you were here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. All right. Um, I can be found on Facebook, uh, James Rothline, my main page, and James E. Rothline Poet. Uh, That's Rothline spelled R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. I can also be found on Instagram, same name, uh, TikTok, YouTube, um, Hello Poetry, and I have a uh, a LinkedIn profile, um, Indeed, and um, Upworks. That's more professional side, trying to find uh, freelance jobs, actually. <laughs> And I actually, I think I encountered a job scam on Upworks. I went through the whole interview process, and the guy tells me, you know, you're going to need this and this and this, like a Mac Pro and different computer programs. If you can't, if you don't have the funds for it, we will help you. You know, and they said that they will send me a check or a wire transfer to buy the items. Yeah, run from that. Let's, let's just yeah, move on. Yeah, but they won't ship it 
I mean, you know, they asked name, ad, you know, my basic contact information. And then he was like, he said, you know, do you have a mobile bank app? And, said, um, and I told him, so I'm going to be a polite, I'm going to uh, decline, the off, decline the offer now. And they said, well, I just need the mobile app so you so you can, um, for cash and check. It's like, you go to the bank. Yeah, no. I'd say that. And then, and then an hour, a few hours later, I got another response for someone to do an interview. Same company that they were mentioning, um, hyped publishing. And it looked as okay. First guy was from Britain. Second guy is from Britain. Oh, for crying out loud! Yes. Uh, All yeah. right, sweetie. I'm going to grab the next caller. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go bring up the poet. Yeah. All right. Sorry. But... <laughs> no, it's good in case anyone else is doing that. They can. They need to know that info, too. Hopefully they know. All right. appreciate you so much. And remember uh, what I said. Talk to you. Yes. Eat cake with my mom. Eat cake with your mom. Moms don't want us to be sad. We miss them, yes. But you know our moms. They don't want us to be sad. So tomorrow, make it a good day with your mom. Make it about her. Okay. Talk to her. Eat cake with her, okay? Okay. Awesome. All right, James. Love you, honey. Thank you so much for sharing All right. tonight. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 5 to Maggie. Aunt Maggie. Are you there? Uh, Are you there, honey? Sorry. <laughs> your your phone's cutting out. I can't hear Maggie. Maggie, get over here. Okay, can you hear? Can you hear me now? I can. No. But you keep, keep talking. I just have to make sure you're not cutting out. Still. Okay. Okay, I probably was holding it too far away. Okay, I, I can hear you now. It. Okay. All right. Happy birthday yesterday. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I wrote this afternoon. Um, and um, should I just go ahead and start? Please. 22. 4:11 p.m. Central Standard Time. This moment. Maggie, before you before you start, you're you're already starting to cut out. So, are you on a cordless phone? I or am. Well, I'm cell phone. Cell phone. Okay. Cell phone. Are you on speaker? Yeah. Should I turn speaker take, off? Take it off speaker. Okay. Okay. Is that any better? That is better. Oh, good. Okay. Sorry, everybody. <clears throat> I can't <laughs> Just want to make sure we can hear you, so go ahead, hon. I appreciate that. Okay, so this moment, 001. Mississippi River, Lilydale, Minnesota. Parking lot of Pool and Yacht Club, to which I'm not a member, and where for the first time in my life I spelled yacht correctly. Red-winged blackbirds speak amid the dings of reversing trucks. The tinnitus in my ears. 
the sounds of water against rock, tires against old, oft-repaired, oft-flooded river road. Tree limbs saunter by, broken bits of branches the size of an old walnut tree. Sections of land, weedy, lumpy with living earth, now half-submerged, set free by raging rain and hail, upriver, beyond my view. Closer far, I cannot tell. Candy apple red car swings through the old parking lot, tires crunching, new whistles blowing. Blackbirds still singing songs of longing, seduction, strength, and perseverance in their calls. Epaulettes flashing red and yellow, so handsome against the greens of late spring. Canadian geese traversing the sky. So many waters to peruse, so many sights to check, determining which one will be chosen to birth their precious eggs, their precious legacy of life born to fly and honk and float and lounge until formations of kin begin winging southward, their babes strong and new to the power of migration. Sadness seeps in as I see the tip of a branch float on high water, headed to a meeting with the beautiful St. Croix River, then many more rivers and streams of all description towards the mighty Mississippi River Delta, through our vast country, from the start in Lake Itasca, Minnesota, to New Orleans, Louisiana, and finally the Gulf of Mexico. Life and death on this river, startings, endings, memories washing away, year after year, floating by, each person's truth remembered as the tip of a long and twisted branch, rushed to its own end somewhere far from home, weighted down by years and water, by travels over rocky places, a little bashed about, some broken parts, diseased or cut, their glossy leaves long since gone. Nestlings fledged, squirrels, babies, now generations past. Larvae, mycorrhizae, tenpenny nails and rope swings, all but forgotten. And yet the message is one of hope and renewal, all for one and one for all. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. We are one, the good, the bad, and the ugly, each part needed, necessary, a part of the whole. My sadness is as fleeting as my life, as quick as a blink. There's an ocean, it is as light as a feather. Happiness too, and jealousy, joy, and all the things we feel, important as a moment, and impactful in its moment, as a shower of hail and water from the sky. End poem. You know, that was really interestingly written. I don't know how much of it was intentional, but even before you got to the end where it got very explanatory in what you're feeling and seeing in that moment, the way that you wrote in the very beginning, everything that you referenced was in motion and moving away from Mm -hmm. where you are. And so it really conveyed Mm -hmm. the sense of wanderlust, the birds, the backing up, the car's motion of the tires, the moving water. All of it were Mm -hmm. things moving away from where you were. Yeah. And then towards the middle where you talk about the old branch, you know, it Mm -hmm. made me think about, you know, in our youth, all we wanted to do was run, run away from where we were, you know, all these things out there, you know, raging Mm -hmm. And, and dangerous and exciting and adventure and that place we come to in life where we realize okay we probably are kind of 
where we're going to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't get to go on those adventures. And, you know, that's past me. And, and, you know, like the branch, you don't have, you're older and and more broken and don't have the energy and all that stuff or the ability to go do Mm -hmm. all those things you wanted to chase that are moving away from you. And then you bring it in towards the end where you're talking about the renewal. You know, mm-hmm. and it's the acceptance of, you know, this isn't, I, I've had a good life, you know, and, and yeah. you know, and maybe looking at your generations to come, the future, your your children, children's children moving forward, and how those parts of you are going to be carried down that river through them. You know, it was this very beautiful piece. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I didn't think about it. It was just what came to me. So I, I, I wasn't thinking about why, you know, as much as just, it flows. So when it flows, it flows, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your feedback. You're very welcome. Are you going to read two yeah. or just the one? Just the one. Just the one. Okay. Thank you. All right. So go ahead and tell everybody, my auntie, how they can find you. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, it's just Maggie Lace, L-A-I-S, and I'm on Facebook. That's the only place I really am. Well, I'm 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 in Clubhouse too, but that's different, I guess. I don't know, and um, I don't know if I have a name on that or not. But yeah, my Maggie M A G G I E L A I S, and that's on Facebook. So no affiliations with anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maggie. Great job, sweetheart. Appreciate Thanks you so lot. much. And I know Mama is so excited she got to hear you too. So. Yeah. We will talk yeah. to you next Love week, honey. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Now, dun, 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 dun. looks like we have 615. 615, Clarence? 615. You're on the air. I know it's Clarence. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. It's Nyla. Happy birthday. It's Clarence High. I'm all Twitter-pated now, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I love crooning. (laughs) That's so funny because in the (laughs) chat room now, Todd just wrote a crooner. I liked it. I liked it. If only, if, if only I was drunk like they were. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? I've been wonderful. I have had a day of eating nothing but key lime cheesecake because I'm an adult and I can do what I want. And it's just been a fun night. It's been a great show so far. And, yeah, it's awesome. And I got a stereo thingy for my birthday, so I can play my music really loud instead of relying on Alexa speakers. I just, I, I'll agree with that. I, I, I want boom speakers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I've been doing this Willie Nelson on the road again thing, but I said, you know, I got to make time for now. That's That's basically it. What Willie Nelson on the road again thing? Yeah. I'm I'm a food delivery guy, so I'm on oh, the road. You are on the road again. I thought you were really talking about. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I met Willie Nelson? No. Mhm. 
working for the Cheyenne Frontier Days, and he was coming down to do, I was working for Q98 radio station in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He was coming to Cheyenne Frontier Days to perform, and he got on stage, and he was so drunk, he couldn't remember the lines to his first two songs. He was messing up so bad, and then finally he just walked off stage. And I had to interview him for the show for our AM station, and I go back there and introduce myself and try talking to him, and he called me the C word and spit on me and slammed the door. Oh, man, that's terrible. <laughs> and mm. I think about, I was so upset because I love Willie Nelson. But looking mm. back, that's got to be like the best I met Willie Nelson story in the world. Yeah. How many you people would say that? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> On the road again. Okay, yeah. all right. So what do you have for us? I've got this poem called, I Didn't Want to Write This. Okay. I didn't want to write this poem this morning. This week I feel my life was shot blocked by Alonzo Mourning. That's a former NBA player for the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat. But cold as ice is how I feel. I'm a creative being and music is important. My computer is acting like a villain and diehard that doesn't know me. Even though I own it, I won't let it. It won't let me record my thoughts or access my data files attached to my vast catalog. It might as well as giving me the blue screen of death. How could I let technology get me so depressed? The ideas I have been transferring from my head, this material possession has denied my access. I have been called a collaborative genius. I thank those for the compliments, and I really mean it. But this is a week where the soul of me feels defeated, and I can't afford to fix it, so my life's been remixed here. My faith has been challenged in the spiritual warfare. Since I made the choice to not run and accept snake oil potions in my temple, I volunteered my place in slavery, being guided by the Holy Spirit. I didn't refuse out of fearing the jab of needles. I read all the ingredients. All the effects on the body futuristically and decided I don't need it. But I'll admit I questioned, did I truly believe that inner voice I kept hearing? There goes that demonic entity entering my mind trying to make me vacillate from what my dad said to take me off topic and narrow road so many folks are too scared to tread. I will pass this test reminding myself before I was and after I'll still be the man who makes dope beats combined with poetry flowing with ink. So I'll be back after these commercial messages. So please stand by as I set it off. See, I serve a supernatural and special God. So stay tuned because the best is yet to come. Glad I wrote this. That's that piece. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, and it's what I've been going through. I need a new computer, but there's a glimmer of hope coming in the next couple of months. There's always that. Yes. Now, I have one. Uh, I have one other poem because you know you haven't heard me in a while, so I got another. And this poem is called "I Ain't Gonna Worry." Be anxious for nothing. Cast your burdens. 
I'm having trouble and struggles with trust, and that's for certain. I'm serving to these lenders. I'm under stress. So understand the pressure. I'm depressed, and things ain't getting better, so no need to pretend here. Forgive my transgressions. I need forgiveness for my debts. Slim building in my chest. I can't afford no dentures. Anniversary is coming up. I can't afford no presents or a vacation for my mental prisons. Can't find water in this desert. Dehydrated, can't quench my thirst. I'm not pleasant as a peasant. Living in this ghetto heaven just as close from auto repossessions. I'm fighting temptations and addictions. That's nobody else's business. I went to a kingdom hall asking, can I get a witness? Doors were locked, and I couldn't get in there. So much for organized religion. I won't ask my so-called kin folks because they'll treat me like a sinner at the center of an investigative intrigue. Like I've committed the crime of the century. Every sentence of every chance they get to mention me, counting every dollar and cent they gave. Making me feel less than an invalid. That's pitiful and despicable. I'm not suitable to be suicidal. I'm afraid of heights and I despise pills. I don't like being in pain, so guns and knives won't work. And I don't want to die through this nightfall having nightmares. Do not let your heart be troubled. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. You will give me rest. You are the way, the truth, and the light. No weapons form shall prosper. For my life, you paid the price. You didn't give me a spirit of fear. You gave me love, peace, and a sound mind. I ain't going to worry. In peace. I ain't going to worry. <laughs> Killer last line. Yeah. Loved that peace, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Missed you. Missed you. I was just thinking about that the other day, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to send him a message. All right, I'll wait just a little bit. I'm not going to – no, I'm going to go stock in. <laughs> Where is he? Why in the hell is he not here? I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to hear from you. Baby, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Okay. I need to know where Poetry Soup is, first off, so please send me some info on that. But I am at Facebook under Clarence Ferguson, Jr., or my group, the letter C, the word double, the number 34, music and friends. You can find me on SoundCloud under C, under Clarence Ferguson, Jr. And now I've got a little poetry book called I Think of These Things on Poetizer. Absolutely perfect. And you going to try to be here next week? You're going to make my day? I will do my best, if not next week, the week after. But I will try my best because you're on my mind. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate it so much. I'm eating coconut cake in your favorite because that's my favorite. I love coconut cake. Very. See? Thank you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. All right, hon. Bye-bye. All righty. So our next caller dun, 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 comes from area code. Where did my eight? There we go. No, six, six, seven, eight. Six, seven, eight, you're on the air. Nyla, can you hear me? I can hear you. 
Are you there? I, I, I could hear you a minute ago. Where did we go? Where would you go? Oh, he dropped. All that time. And holding. All right, so call back in. I will watch for as soon as 678 comes back, you guys, we're going to grab him. He's been on hold for a while. So I'm going to get 315, I believe, is the next one. No, yeah, 315 is next. And we're going to watch for uh, 687 to come back on the line. So 315, are you with me? 315, seriously? Seriously. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Todd. Me when it's, you don't even know it's me when it's 315D. Not yet. <laughs> well, so I, I when you. I was listening earlier, what's that? I knew it was you. What'd you say? Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday again, by the way. And those pictures that you took were all amazing. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it. But anyway, you you gave all those cramps that you wanted people to write about. Mm-hmm. So. You said storm dance, and so I had to do it. I had to write a poem. And I haven't wrote anything kind of like romantic or anything in a long time, so this is my take on storm dance. The moonlit night was perfect. Mist forming off the silver lake. <clears throat> and your beauty floored me. My heart knew exactly what was at stake. We pulled up a powerful ballad on the phone as the moon was like dim and the drama was enchanted as we were captivated within. Sprinkles pattered off the lake as the body moved hypnotically with mine. Maybe it was the pounding rain or maybe just the line. The kisses, passionate, deep. The rain came much harder. Just the sober wounds. Enraptured by this wheel of nature, as each wet stitch repealed, they become deluge. The depths of the authentic hues revealed. Lightning flashes, leaving an indelible portrait, perfection in my eyes, melding with sensual energy beneath these staggered, stormy skies. Clacks of thunder, like a powerful hypnotic drum, could not dismay the twin flame ecstasy of what we would become. The flash of lightning, like a shrub light on a dance floor, hypnotic, erotic, romantic, frantic, invigorating, intoxicating, lost in the passion of romance. See, that, to me, that is a beautiful example of erotica. Erotica, to me, if you guys will please excuse a phrase, is the mind fuck of of poetry. All right? Right. It's that place where you get inside someone's head and get them to the point of the teeter before you fall into the ass slapping. Right? So if you could teeter a poem on that edge where it's still that brain high, to me that is the purest form of erotica. And that poem necessarily didn't have to be erotic, but 
the way that you read it, the way that the the words progressed in intensity and got more severe, you know, as you as you yep. went through the poem was just it made it very breath catching. Very good job. Well, I I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, I appreciate yeah, you writing the, like, the prompt. There's, there's, there's nothing like the twin flame, the twin flame caption, you know. Mhm. Fantastic job, my dear. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you had. A, I hope you had a happy birthday. I did. I had an amazing birthday. That's awesome. I did. Thank you. You got you got the uh, you got a bunch of callers or I do. Yep. Okay. That's all right. We I probably one, read two, all my stuff. I, I probably read them all anyway. So. <laughs> so you're just gonna do the one? Well, yeah. I mean, unless you got time for two, but. Yeah, I have five more callers to get in the air. I have 47 minutes, so you guys can still do like two short or two regular short poems and or one longer normal poem. I'll let you decide. So that one was shorter. So well, I mean, I'm going to try to okay, keep my so talking The one low. I was, was going to do was kind of long, though, but I could, I could choose a different one. Did I, did I read... It doesn't um, matter because there's people listening I'm, tonight that have never heard you before, so you can read anything you want. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read something something funny then. If I find it here, I'm usually more prepared. <laughs> That's my fault. Uh, I can't read. I can't read the poet because it's a little long. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. All right. So I know it's summertime, but let's just have a little laugh. It's called "The Night Before Christmas" with a twist. Twist the night before Christmas. I was out on the road. So I called up my wife, but she sounded so cold. My hackles got up as I heard a strange noise. Somebody yelled cougar. She had a house full of boys. Apparently, she was already snuggled up in bed. Hearing those boys to which she had led. And then I heard those voices from down the hall. Come on, sexy cougar. Hurry up with that call. And then to my dismay, I heard her deep moans. Hearing them boys as she held out the phone. Mommy had no kerchief. The gang had no catch. But I heard the distant sound of pistons in the smoke. The moon started blushing on my house down below as the heat from my bedroom melted the snow. And to what in my smoking ears did I hear? There were numb boys cracking my beer. I knew that in there I had to think quick. So I hung up the phone and called up St. Nick. I told him my plight. Could he stop there first? to save the rest of my beer for which I now thirst. I heard him call out, Come on, everybody, Donner and Blitzen. We've got the same man's beer. His wife is a vixen. Fly with great speed, approach supersonic. Before they find this poor man, gin and his tonic. They passed satellites and rockets and flew pretty quick. Daddy Don Garland's had nothing on old same Nick. They arrived on my roof 
in just a nick of time. They were all about to open my wine. During a break of some tinkling, they heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoop. And as my wife caught her breath, looking like a clown, down the chimney St. Nick came with a bound. He was all dressed in fur, and fur my wife had not a stitch. As he chased out those boys with a magical switch, he ogled at her as she looked at him. I think horny old Nick was about to commit sin. She took out his pipe. No, the one in his teeth. But she encircled his head with her panties, much like a wreath. By now his face was as red as his suit. The reindeer all left when they spotted his flute. Yes, he was chubby and plump, that horny old elf. To my wife and my booze, he now helped himself. I was out of breath when I walked in on the scene. He soon gave me to know, no gifts if I mean. He spoke not a word as he heard me dressed. They both looked ridiculous, I must now confess. He must have been drunk, his finger missed his nose. He used my wife's stockings to cover his toes. He stumbled to the sleigh. His team was disgusted. But they gave him a bad flight. Oh, his balls now lay back. But I heard him exclaim, Giddy with delight. Merry Christmas to all. Ho, ho, ho. What a night. And boom. <laughs> that was so freaking fun. I can't stand it. You need to record that for me. All right. I will. How do I, I, I you know, to tell you the truth, how do you do that? If I record something, how do I get it to you so you can play it? You can I mean, send me the have file have on Facebook Messenger. Just send me an okay. MP3 file on Facebook Messenger. Like file off your computer, okay. your MP3 file off the computer, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll just maybe you'll do it every Christmas or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking here. <laughs> I need that one for Christmas time. <laughs> no, you're the best. Uh, Todd, fantastic job. I've had so much fun. I had so much fun with the haiku thread this week. I'm doing it every day. Thanks for playing. I'm doing one every (laughs) single I I put your name up on them every single day. I know you wouldn't dare not do one now, right? Well, I put you down as a link, too. I expect you to come to my page and say something to me or something. Well, I'm not on every day, so don't expect that because you'll be I, very, very sad I, and mad at me. But you're, you're, I will when I'm on. You're, no, you're busy. You're busy. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll never lie to you. I'm not on every day. So no, I, I, I don't no, want to make you cry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm, I'm just messing. I just lost just my pen under the desk again. I do that a lot. All right, my love. <laughs> thank you for being here. Tell everybody how they can come throw roses or. Wreath your head in panties uh, or whatever. Well, you know, Facebook, Todd Aker, uh, not really anywhere else, or at least I haven't been pursuing anything else, but that's where you can find me. Awesome. And, All and right, by the way, what that, what, wait a minute, wait, I have to ask you one question. What was mm-hmm. that thing I heard earlier, poetry soup, that I don't even know anything about? Is that something you're involved in? I will. I don't post them there, but I will post the link for Poetry Soup on my Facebook page after the show. Okay. Okay. Right. And you guys can check yeah. it out. I mean, it sounds like another avenue, you know. Mhm. Oh, it, yeah. A lot of people absolutely love it. So okay. for sure. Well, All yeah. Right, send me the link or something. All right. <laughs> I will. All right, I now, will. You have a good night. You too, hun. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area, K- area code 
Oh, wait a minute. No, no, it doesn't. 807, I'm sorry. We're going to get you next. We've got to get 8, or excuse me, 678 back on the air because their call dropped. 678, are you with me, hon? Yeah, hi. Can you hear me, Nyla? I can hear you now, yes. Thank God. You know, I've been doing this stuff for 15 years. You'd think I'd know which freaking button to push. <laughs> okay. Um, and one more question before we go on. Can I put links in chat? Or should I just read everything? Um, because can, I have one link. That, I have one link that goes everywhere. You can put links in chat if you want, of course. Cool. All right. Great. Thank you so much, and thank you for the space. Thanks for the invite. Thanks to everybody that's read. And uh, I'm not going to dance around with a lot of uh, useless propaganda. I'm going to read two poems and get out. Get the heck out of your way. First, you better introduce yourself no. to everyone. Oh, that. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jack. <laughs> You can see me on the internet as the emotional orphan in a lot of places. I have a, a podcast called Social Yet Distanced, which is available wherever you choose to um, put podcast in your ear. So come and check us out. Um, we are also doing the video podcast as well. So there's YouTube and all kinds of stuff. That's why I'm going to put a link in chat because it will take you to everywhere and you will learn way more about me than you ever will possibly want to know. So <laughs> with that, I will read. Um, a piece, two pieces, real quick. In training, in training, sometimes he steals away. He's dressed in the clothes that he's owned for years. He's, they're worn down in all the common places. The palm rub jeans from thigh to knees and knees to thighs are just proof of his exposed anxiety. And he'll wear socks with holes on both his hands and his feet, but he, only, when he, only when it's cold. His feet are housed by his K-Swiss. He bought those 15 years ago. And they betray belief that all-stars were way too cliche. You see, he's way too troubled to not be different. Now, they separated at the seams just like his dreams did with a hole on the bottom of the right one. He's not a Jesus. He cannot walk on water or through water, at least not with impunity. And it seems it's always raining. Layered in a T-shirt, a sweatshirt, a sweater, and, of course, that freaking military coat that was, has been worn in rebellion since he was a teen, back when he thought that an upside-down flag was a protest, not distressed. And he spends the weekend with no cash, no bus tokens. He finds newspaper blankets and a cardboard lean-to wherever he can. Refriger refrigerator box apartments, learning the places to fit in invisibly. A taste of just a little comfortable, where the minimal judgment lives. Now is the time for him to use the skills. All those skills that he's polished in dealing with abandonment. He always knew that one day, even though nobody ever told him, that he would be really, really good at something. That's that one. This one's wow. kind of a letter. Um, this one is a letter. So I'm going to read it like a letter, and you can be the receiver. And uh, it's not about you, though. It's about me. 
to whom it may concern. Now, I have known you long, and I've known you well, and you have made us into strangers. I've loved you, I do, and I will continue, because that's kind of what you do with promises. Memory and a five-pronged sensory recall make it really hard to imagine that one of those three cores is now frayed, and it has separated itself from at least one of the other two. So forgive me if I seem distracted. You see, I'm concerned with my own burdens a little bit more than is altruistically acceptable. Perhaps I struck a similar chord in you, and you will feel a similar powerlessness. Facing the reality of events forces the need for the bitter pill. Things are not going well, but it must be swallowed. You have struck me with that chord. So two out of the three chords and a third left out of the picture. Regardless of power or of choice or well-exercised will, determining the course of life, mine or others, may or not be within my sphere of influence. The battle between powerlessness and the power of choice is a really, really long, hard fought fight. The victor will shift from battle to battle, and a battle will always be a part of the equation. Sums and equations, formulas for living, and nothing adds up. It's math, and almost nobody understands it, and I fucking hate it. But I digress. More important matters are at hand. My role is to inform you. The cost of my time or energy does not matter, nor does the risk involved. After all, it is why I'm here. So I shall do it, best of my abilities, without distraction. And since we are strangers anyway... No emotion, except for that pesky, meaningless four-letter word that just keeps getting in the way. So please bear with me. I'm trying to finish the task, the one at hand, the one at God's right hand, supposedly. It might be why I was born, to tell what I've been given to tell, the glorious why for this divinely crafted letter, the exact right words in the exact right order, eloquently portraying my thoughts. They dance around, evasive in the darkness. This house is dark. This house is unlike a home. Darkness pierced and worn by a mystical electric blue hue stands before me. You know, blue hue, the one hiding my words. There is quiet. This house is always quiet. Lonely quiet emanating from places where children do not play Stereos are never too loud, and daughters will never talk on the phone under the covers at night to some guy named Skip or Ramon. You know him, the rat fink kind of guy, keeping the dream of French charming alive just a little too long for a girl with a driving learner's permit waiting to pounce on mobility with a fever and a tube of bubblegum bubble lip gloss. No group of friends should ever jump from this darkness and yell, Surprise! No one here will ever fight over the remote. I lost it months ago, and no one even noticed. I lose things all the time. Remote controls, keys, the pen to jot something down, one stop, where I parked my car. All those important scraps of paper get found later in the corners of my jeans after laundry day. The thoughts are the first things that I lose. I lose my way, my focus, and my sense of purpose quite frequently as I struggle with darkness 
loneliness, Ramon, and freaking birthday parties. I come to find that I have lost the reason for all of these flowery words, too. I had something of the utmost importance to tell you, but it's gone. I had my hands on my purpose, my reason for living, a mission, and I squeezed them all so tightly while searching the blue hue for the right way to say the right thing that I needed to say, and now the message is lost. But let's not speak of this now. I find that really helpful at times like these, times like these where I have nothing left to say, none of it is important, and you aren't really reading this or listening anyway. So since we're not speaking and there is nothing left to say, let's not speak of this also. Let's leave the messages that I knew to be so important perched right where it is, reclining leisurely on a pile of mismatched socks waiting to perch next to a box holding half the pins I've ever written with onto paper that needed to be laundered. Surprise! Damn it, one of my feet is cold. But let's not talk about that now. Sincerely yours, Jack. Thanks, guys. Sorry so much time. Great job on those, Jack. Thank you so much. It's good to hear from you, hon. My pleasure. Thanks for the time, y'all. No problem at all. Tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, I'm going to stick it in chat. It's um, allmylinks.com slash Jack Varnell, all one word, and I'll put it in chat. Thanks, guys. Perfect. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller as Robbie knows, is Robbie. So let's run up and grab him. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nalate. Happy birthday. Robbie, baby. <laughs> that is that is I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so <clears throat> I have actually a folder that has poems that I've written for you. So that's the thing. I, I, I've, I'm one of those people I really do write a lot, so I have everything in folders. Otherwise, it would be like, yeah, good luck trying to find a poem. <laughs> I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the one that you want at the time. So I uh, went into that folder, and I got a couple of uh, poems for you that, that I had written for you. And I was just trying to remember, was your birthday today or was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought, but I just wanted to double check. Uh, So first one I'm going to read is uh, called Dragonfly. Great insectile dragon of the sky, born in one realm of living and living in another. Your wings reflect the light of sun's beauty in minuscule arrays of veins that strain the light into rainbow hues. I look upon you in wonder, and I feel like my soul travels from one realm to another in dream at night. Just as you were born in water and you live and fly in sky, I feel at day I travel the airy thoughts of myself and at night I plunge into the depths of my secret thoughts sea. You flutter your delicate wings before me and I feel myself as delicate too and I look upon you with wonder and amazement, so fragile, so small, yet your beauty surpasses all. 
Come to me and fly into my dreams as the streams of my imagination join with yours, O tiny dragon of the sky who resides beside the world's streams. And so that is Dragonfly. And I have one more short, short, short short-ish poem. Uh, Yeah, it's another short poem. Uh, Foxes. Foxes fly with fleet feet across the snow, fur fuzzing fabulously, dazzling the fellow flora and fauna. And its rusty red is flashed like a fashion to the prey and predators above and below. They fight and frolic as fur flies in both life and death in furious play. And as the day settles, they furrow brows furtively, skulking into the night for next day's dinner as flesh is flayed fanatically with teeth that gnash the meat that keeps hunger at bay. I hope to be clever like him, fleet of foot and clever in both my efforts and my gains. And my arms fly to the sky in reverence, to the fox that vocalizes a taxonomic wonder of language that frames the fleeting moments of both night and day. And that one is foxes. And I don't think, I I barely even remember that one, even though it's a, Actually, yeah, it is an older poem. I barely remember this one. I don't think I ever... I don't know if I ever read this one to you, even though I wrote it for you, so... I I don't remember remember ever hearing it, but I love it. But I'm also so angry at you now because I have the song, What Does a Fox Say in My Head? And all I'm hearing in my head is ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) It's the hazards of poetry. It's the unintended uh, unintended association. (laughs) I was going to say it's not as bad as when I make unintended erotic associations and chat to, uh, to, to write in that. It's like, well, at least it's not that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby cake, just do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. <clears throat> yes, uh, I can be fi- found. I can be found. I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook. And there you'll see the links to my other things, like my uh, SoundCloud, and I have poetry. Uh, have my, some of my poetry posted at uh, allpoetry.com. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. Thank you. Have a happy, have a happy birthday. Oh, actually, there's a. I have a musical birthday candle. I wonder if you can hear it, because I got it. I got it from my owner. Let me tell me if you. Hold on a sec. Let me see if I can. Do you hear it? Yes. <laughs> That's adorable. It's funny. I th- what's adorable is I think they they had to avoid copyright because it's technically a copywritten song. And because you can hear it, it was like a little... It's like, oh, this is almost happy birthday, but not quite because we don't want to pay. <laughs> we don't want to pay the copyright on this candle. So we're just going to make it almost happy birthday. So oh, that's funny. Almost Have happy, an almost happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, have an, have an almost happy birthday, Nyla Day, from my uh, birthday candle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, love. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. 863, you are our next caller. 863, you're on the air. We'll talk to you next week, love. Thank you. Uh-oh. 
She'll get me a minute. In the meantime, 519, Bob, I think I see you on the line down there, but you're not in the lineup to read. If you wanted to come on and read um, tonight, honey, um, press uh, 1. Hello. Okay. Um, hello, Nyla. <laughs> Hi, Noreen. How are you, okay. sweetheart? I'm doing good. And, and how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. That's good. Um, and happy birthday again. Thank you. Thank you so much. What Thank are you, you going to share with us tonight? Okay, and that's from Gary, too. Happy that's from him, too. I know it is. I know. Okay. I feel it in my heart. I feel okay, all your you. arms. Okay. Okay. And t- today I'm going to read Gary's poem, Honeymoon, White Moon, Our Moon. Honeymoon, White Moon, Our Moon, Blood Red, God's Moon, Yellow Moon, Harvest Moon, White Moon, Our Moon came back to me. Here we are in love, honeymoon, white moon, you came back to see me. Our moon now knows we're in love, you see. Happy Valentine's Day, the end. Aw, that was beautiful. Yes, thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, and um, okay, do you need another one of his? Please. Okay, this is called, um, I promise you, okay, you can't buy a breath of fresh air when your heart and soul are gone. I'm going to give more than a memory. I'm going to give a sign from above. I want you to know I'll be waiting at the quantum crossroads. The end. That was awesome, too. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, and and for me, I have a um, haiku, and um, and this is called Nyla's birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's have a party. Let's show her some haiku love. It's Nyla's birthday. The end. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we love you too. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. And and I'm doing. I'm going to read another haiku, and this is called Best Medicine. Sharing laughter and happiness with you is what the doctor ordered. The end. Is what the doctor ordered. You're having fun with yes. these haikus, aren't you? Yes, yes. I got um because I was doing some um haikus every now and then, you know. And I know I'm supposed to be doing it every day. But then, then when you put it on your um, on your page on Facebook page, that's when I should got into it again. <laughs> so those of you who did not see my haiku post on my Facebook page, you need to get over there and read it. It's mm-hmm. pinned to the top, so it should be the first thing you come to on my page. Read the whole thread, please. Okay. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to put it up there, and and I didn't and I didn't get a chance to yet. Okay. Well, I have been happy to see you doing that. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. Okay. And um, and you can find um, Gary on um, ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, and Facebook.com. And then, and, oh, before I say that, um, and you can find us all our books on Amazon.com, and then you can find us our, our official website on um. Gary and Noreen Snyder dot com front slash poetry 
And you can also find um okay, find us um uh oh on Kofi K O hyphen F I dot com front slash Gary and Noreen. And then you can find me on um uh dot com, poem dot com and Facebook dot com. And um and you can also find us on the Poetry Club and on um on the um Facebook Live every Saturday at um um uh, four o'clock every Saturday. And then I'm gonna have an um another show on have a uh, have a chat with poet Noreen on on thirty first and I'm May thirty first and I and and I'm I'm hoping um well it's supposed to be um Craig Kirkland but it's not a definite thing yet, but I'm hoping it will be definite. I'll know pretty soon. And and Robbie will be on it next month in June. Oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. Yes, yes that is. Yep. I'm gonna ask him if he would sing two you know, or play instruments. And, and also besides reading his poetry too, since he does that too, music. Yes, he does. Because Gary would done the accent, would done the same thing. Yes, he would have. Yes. That'll be good. That'll be Robbie yes. will love that. I know he will. Yes, yes. Ask him to play the drums and belly dance. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, Thank okay. you, sweetheart. Okay, you're welcome. And I want to congratulate all the winners from from the um the the uh the poetry challenge winners. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I know they appreciate you're that. Welcome. Okay. appreciate you, Noreen. Thank you so okay. much, honey. Okay, we appreciate you, too. You have a good night. You, too. Okay. okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. Mr. Granville, are you with me? Yes, Nyla, I am with you. I am here in the land of the living. <laughs> I am very glad you are in the land of the living. What do you have for us, sweetheart? Oh, what I have for you? That is the question. I was thinking about doing a poem for this is this is what uh, mental mental health awareness month, right? Mhm. So I was thinking that I could do this poem for you. Okay. For the people. That is called Stay Motivated. Uh, here we go. Stay Motivated. It is good to rise with the morning sun to make haste while the sun shines. You don't want to be burning daylight. You got to stay motivated. You got to stay motivated. Do not sleep too long. For a little sleep and a little slumber and upon you, poverty will come like an armed man. So you have got to stay motivated. Stay motivated. Do not rest 
upon your laurels. Stay clear of complacency. As the enemy is always at the gates, keep the vigil and be vigilant and stay motivated. Stay motivated. For he who has the watch must keep the lookout. Stay on task. Stay the course. Sorrow might endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So stay motivated. Stay motivated. Set an example for the children to follow. For we are the focus of their gaze. So that they may inherit our strength and not our weaknesses. We have got to stay motivated. We have got to stay motivated. Sharpen our wills. Simple phrase, but true. Stay motivated. Stay motivated. For they told us that day was night, and that night was day. Said our stomachs was full when we were hungry, and when we were thirsty, they gave us baskets to go fetch water. So we have got to stay motivated. We have got to stay motivated. Brought like lambs to the slaughter, the wolves came in with the sheep. And now we sing our songs in a strange land. And those who will not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So we have got to stay motivated. We have got to stay motivated. Nyla, she stays motivated. Granville, he stays motivated. California, you stay motivated. And those up north, you stay motivated. And those down south, you stay motivated. To the listening audience, you stay motivated. And people, stay motivated. Never give up and stay motivated. For living dog is better than dead lion. So stay motivated. Stay motivated, people. Stay motivated. Stay beautiful. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you. You are very welcome, sweetheart. Tell everybody how they can come find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Granville Jehedrington, and on Amazon. I have a few books up there. Poetry for Thought, book one, two, and three. 
You can take them out and stay motivated. I'm the Mr. Stay Motivated guy. <laughs> Blessed evening, people. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Great job tonight. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night, Granville. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. I believe this is Uma. Then we are going to have area code um, 519, Bob. I see you on here, but your hand is not up. If you're wanting to come on and read tonight, please press 1, 519, Bob, so I can bring you on. There you go. All right. So we're going to have Bob read, and then we're going to have Mama read another one. Let's get Uma on the air. 832, are you with me? Uma? Hi, Nula. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm just great. Doing great. How are you? Wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Happy birthday to you, Naila. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Birthday of Naila is poet. Everybody's birthday to be a poet. Yes. <laughs> so I'm trying to open the page. I don't know where okay. it is, but let me type it. My computer was acting out today. Uh-oh, so that's never good. Got, yeah, but it's okay. So I got this poem right now. Um, it's called Ever-Loving Sri Krishna. In this, full, in this full moonlight, with cooing of cuckoo echoing from yonder, you are telling me that I do not think about who? You? I or him, and insist that I keep convention in writing, says who, you or him. But then again, I don't know conventions. So confusing. I like to think regardless always of him, you and I remain. Zillion things pass my mind endlessly. Milling memories, his smile, touch, his hugs, kisses, and more, overbearing me. I speak nothing as he kisses me deeply. All my senses lost. Millions of years have passed before millions to come. Love of my life, Krishna, don't leave me tonight. My heart's so parched for your kind words, your sweet smile, as you look into my eyes. Krishna, dear love of mine, hold me, hold me now. End poem. Oh, well, that was beautiful. That was so beautiful. Really? Yes. Yes, really. <laughs> yes, and really. And I have a special poem if you have time for me. Please. Okay, it is Meadows and Marshlands. Of Meadows and Marshlands, may not know, nor does it matter. As mind is fertile with lots of words, that is like a 
marshland, or when ideas sprout from seeds of birds, from active young minds, very strong, but yet need education or direction to understand the labyrinth of knowledge, circles and paths, rendering a majestic silver spoon amid chaos to children of the world. Inside the womb are some going to tombs. Never before was there a need this severe, so educate, encourage, elevate the lives and their doctrines. Allow them to flourish with care and love. Mighty heights may they reach. Endless love showering never before. If someone has heard this, uh, every sentence is beginning, every line is beginning with a letter, a syllable. When you just read all those syllables put together, it says O-N-A-T-O-S-A-V-E-U-K-R-A-I-N-E-A-M-E-N. What does that spell? It spells O-N-A-T-O-S-A-V. Ukraine. Amen. I I lost part of it in the middle so I couldn't keep up. <laughs> that was that that's amazing. You did a great job on that. Yeah, um it's there on my uh, blog, like uh, my poetry by umapochampalli.blogspot.com. And these days um uh, some other poetry that has come, I think a poem a day or something it is. So I'm not yet likely that I wrote it or remember it by memory, but I'll share that link with you on your page, Naila. Thank you for that. All right, my love, are you going to tell everyone how to find you, please? Um, yeah. Um, I am these days on... Uh, <clears throat> My poetry by umapochampali.blogspot.com and the other poetry page, which I'm, I'm sure I remember, but I need to remember, I think. So it's something like, what is this? Well, uh, it's a shame of, you know, it's a shame that I don't recall that, but it is there, so I will share that particular thing. I don't know where it is. It's uh, tough for me. A million mails a day at hand, so got lost in something, like lost in sorting or something. So sometimes I sort them out so much that I don't know where they go. So that's about it. And I have another poem. I don't think you have time for that. Um, let me see. I've got two. We've got. No. Actually, you know, we're going to go into going into overtime anyway. If it's a short one, Uma, read it, because then I can have right. Bob and Mama read too as well. Yeah, it is a simple poem, actually. I have another one, but I'm going to read the shorter version of another poem. A poem a day makes you healthy and wiser than thou. I thought of writing a line or two, way off you go. 
Many a time you pause because news is missing, or so you imagine. It's not true, is it? Break of it, lethargy has kept many a warrior lose battle. So here it is, my poem of today, War to a Sea. And poem. Very cool. See, I'm glad. I'm glad I had you read the. I'm glad I had you read the second. Thank you, Uma. Good. <laughs> thank you, Nela, and uh, thank you very much. I've been waiting. I don't know if you had called me before. I'm sorry if I had missed you, you know, calling me. But then I came back, and thanks for having me back. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my, you know, whatever lines there are. <laughs> it is our pleasure, sweetheart. Okay. And we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. And most poems running these days because I don't know why I keep having them. I invite them. Okay, come on, girls. Be featured and <laughs> tell them. And then <laughs> a whole big school is coming up. <laughs> so we are all part of the Nilalisha school. So and taking the seeds from the prompts. All right, Uma. We will talk to you next, Thank sweetheart. You, Love you and appreciate you so much. Always, always, Naila. You all take care of your mind. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead. And my board is kind of acting up here. I'm trying to figure out where we are on this. Let's grab... Hang on one second, guys. Let's go ahead and grab Bob and get Bob on. And then, Mama, I'm going to have you read another one, okay? Bob, are you with me? I'm here. Hey, sweetheart. Hi. Hi. Happy, happy belated birthday. I did write on your on your uh, site. I saw. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Yeah, I don't know what's happened tonight. I pressed the button at quarter past eight, number one. And I only just got on now. I'm amazed. Yeah, it didn't show that it didn't show that you had unmuted. So or um raised well, I call it raising your hand. Um it didn't show that you were in the lineup, but that's why I, I had to you know, hey, if you're not oh. in the lineup. Well it yeah. did say I was, but anyway. Um, well shame on her. Okay, I've got <laughs> I got one short one for you and if you want another one I can give it to you. This okay. one is being music being put to this one by a retired school teacher who lives in the next apartment. And my wife sees her every day. And she's writing music to this. She loved it. It's called Down in the Valley. Down in the valley where the green grass grows, there sat a girl as sweet as a rose. Down in the valley where the green grass grows, there swam a duck with webbed orange toes. Down in the valley where the green grass grows, there hopped a rabbit with a black button nose. Down in the valley where the green grass grows, there lived a mouse who dug many burrows. Down in the valley where the green grass grows, there in the stream swam a school of minnows. Down in the valley where the green grass grows, there sat a girl, swam a duck, hopped a rabbit, lived a mouse, 
end a poem. <laughs> How much fun was that one to write? That was incredible. Oh, I enjoyed that one. Maybe you got time for another one or not? Please, yes. Okay, hang on. One second here, and I'll give you a choice on this one. I have one called Children Will Never Cease to Me to Amaze, Getting Older and Life. Which Let's one would do you the like? children's. Children's one? You got it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's a little bit of a longer one, but not much longer. Children never will... Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, just wet my mouth. Children will never cease me to amaze with their wondrous mind and mysterious ways. They think the things they say, the things they do, they remind me of me, and I dare say you. I know, but let's be, let's be fair. Just think about when we were there. People laughed at our as. As sad as as we said we are wrong, trying to make us feel we didn't belong. That eventually, throughout the years, the words were uttered, reached their ears. Then they heard at last, much to their surprise, the many things students saw through their eyes. So now let's listen to what our children think about. Let's think. That's what they feel down deep inside and come out. Who knows a lot of surprises to hide inside? Listen to them while well, then decide. And the last line, and I just my little add-on, is called The Child of Today May Rule Tomorrow. End of poem. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm glad you read both of them, hon. Okay, great. I'm sorry I've taken up your time. No, you're. don't be sorry. I'm so glad you're here. I'll try to get back to you next time. I've got a few things I wrote to you on your, on your uh, messenger, so have a quick look. I wrote a couple of other daily thoughts for you. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it very much. You have a very good evening, and I'm glad you had a happy birthday. <laughs> many, many, Thank many, you. many, many more. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye, hon. Okay. Let's grab. There we go. Let's grab Mama and get Mama back on the air. Mama, are you with me? Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you. I wanted to bring you back on last so you can close out the show with me and and have time to listen and chill and so you're going to help me close the show a long, <clears throat> a long birthday show so yeah so i know you're pretty pretty pooped right right about now but can you how tell? about that <laughs> yeah but how about that maggie is she a poet or what yeah so that was a great piece she read you know it, it was She's funny i was i was hoping that i didn't interpret it wrong but you know i could only tell her what it made me feel when she wrote it and it, it i just thought it was fantastic i know but she she thinks she's not a poet i just don't understand <laughs> she's a silly girl a <laughs> i'm so glad she read that man it's just like her writing is it's is superb and she's really a poet i mean i don't even know how she doesn't know she's a poet but 
I love her work. Um, well, the little four pieces that I've heard her do, but she's still a poet <laughs> to me. And I was so glad she came on today. And, you know, there's uh, an I, evolution I of the poets. Poets began, and spoken words began, or not began, but, but I mean, when we look at that back in history, it was bards. You know, the mm-hmm. storytellers, the the prose. That's when prose was born, you know. Anguilla. And they were very boisterous and colorful and went town to town and shared the, you know, picked up news from this town and carried it to the next town. But they had to make it entertaining so that people would feed them and stuff. That's how they made their living. You know, they went town to town and got food and shelter and delivered the news through through prose and verse song. And then yeah, the Briac, we we went the to the humble poets, the lang. You know, when we look at the Victorian poets who became a very languid, very quiet, brooding poets. You know, went through that. You know, the the humble, quiet poet. And I say, you know, so we when we think about, you know, we're we're still outgrowing that. You know, so I say to remember we came from bards. We are loud. We are boisterous. We are colorful. We perform and we demand attention. And damn it, feed us. <laughs> mm-hmm. you had Humble poets, no. Maggie, you're a poet. Yeah, Make you some had noise, bards. girl. You had the bards. You had the griots. You had the storytellers. And you had the poets. So mm-hmm. she definitely is a poet. So here we go. I don't know what I am. I just tell it like a T.I.T. is. Your mama. (laughs) I'm the mother of it all. And here's a piece I'm going to do called Mankind. And Facebook sent me this piece, and I tweaked it over again to bring it up to us today. So, again, this is called Mankind. I salute and pay tribute to serious poets who realize they are under attack. They are out to get us. Oh, say, can't you see? The kind of men I'm used to. The kind that don't focus on behind, but develops minds and raises consciousness to cope with the times. Who respects my being and overstands who I am. I'm a woman. I'm a dominator and a slayer. The men and women who stand behind me as I make my way through the opening are my support. I report, these men have my back and will never put me in the way of scandal or slack. They design my garments. I don't buy off the rack uplifting brothers and men who are secure in their maleness, who shine in the hood or in the boardroom. Emperors and kings with love supreme. So if you ordinary guys get a swift wake-up kick in the behind, I don't mean to be brutal, yet without regret, it's just that I am not used to men who disrespect those who have no loving thoughts about women. I am the mother of many and the slayer of enemies. I have plenty sons and righteous husbands who live and love to protect with much respect. 
and also replenish to the finish. I am the all-round queen who reigns, and I gave love back to our daughters and sons that are mentally drained. To the finish with love supreme, a gift from my supreme being. I'm strong, wise, and God-fearing. And those are the kind kind of men I am drawn to, strong, wise, and God-fearing. The demons have arrived with an agenda. They are out to get us. So get your head out of the thighs or between the thighs or out of the clouds and say it loud. It's nation time. Poets have no time for pretension. So pay attention. The dissension you supply is a bullet in the racist barrel. Easily spotted tattoos and backpacks, persons out of place hunting a particular race. That's that piece. And that's why your mama. It's because you make us see these things. Fantastic, Mom. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being what you are to us. And you are everything. Only because you see that in me and you made it visible to other people. So through your eyes, I would rather for people to look through Nyla's eyes and see me, because she sees me as something good. Thank you, Nyla. (laughs) (laughs) You're not always good, and I see that too. But you're always my mama. <laughs> okay, baby. Thank you. <laughs> I love you so much. I sincerely love you so much. Thank you for who you are to me, mama. Appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. All love right. You. We'll talk Enjoy to you next week, week, honey. Enjoy huh? the rest of your birthday week. Enjoy the rest of your birthday week. The weekend's coming up. I'm going to be spending the weekend with my kids celebrating my birthday, and I'm going to be eating key lime cheesecake until I pop. Okay. That'll (laughs) do it. All right. Talk to you next week. All right, honey. Thank you. All right, you guys, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here and hanging out with us, all of you still on the line listening. Appreciate you. We will have more fun things with our workshop to do next week. Have fun with the things that I gave you, your assignments and prompts for this week. If you missed them, just come back after the show is aired and listen to the archive podcast, and you can jot them down real quick. Till next week. Love you guys. I'm going to end the show with an audio recording, and we are going to do one by Annabelle Fern called Like a Woman, and good night, everybody. Pretty little baby. Breaks the surface of a big blue pill, water cascading down her white swimming suit in tiny torrents of sunlit dew. She's putting on a show for them. Their scaly snouts sit above the surface of the pool. Their heavily lidded eyes watch her hungrily. Her new breasts are hidden beneath padded cups and drawstrings are tied in bows at her hips. She hates her breasts. She hates her hips like fruit ripening with risk, like fish pulling her toward choppy tides. 
She is told that she should now behave a certain way, like a woman, they say. She donates her boy shorts to Goodwill, along with her bicycle helmet, her plastic dinosaurs, and her Converse shoes. She bleaches her hair, she puts gloss on her lips, and she lathers her body in band-aid filet, lying beneath the sun like a sugar-coated ham. The crocodiles are watching her, and they are starving. She flicks through her camera, deleting photographs of herself that she dislikes, telling herself you are not enough. And she feeds herself to the crocodiles. But why? Human beings are not a species who sit idly in the water. It is not within our nature to submit ourselves as prey. No, it is not within our nature at all. She was taught this. You must have blamed her. It isn't her fault. She was only trying to behave a certain way, like a woman who lies flat while bacteria-laden teeth feast upon her flesh, infecting her with hate, confirming her belief that she is not enough. But one day, pretty little baby breaks the surface of a big blue pill, shaking off the crocodiles and planting herself on land where she will grow like a winter flower, blooming despite defeating elements. And she will learn to love her breasts, for they nourish her child with milk, and she will learn to love her hips, for they cradled her womb while her child grew within it. And she will learn that those crocodiles are never satiated while she is ever full. And she will tell her daughter, pretty little baby, I have raised you like a woman, far from the water, far from the starving. And when you see the crocodiles, you will come to your mother, and we will laugh at you.